What's up, bikers? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream. Oh, it's so fun to say that. Every week, it's so fun to say that. Here we are, episode 111. I can't believe I've done this 111 times. I can't believe how many shows I've started out talking about how many episodes it is and how I can't believe it, but it is what it is, right? So, versus tires today, if you guys haven't heard of them yet, um, you will after this episode, that's for sure. But before we get started with that, Let's talk about some things that we always talk about. First of all, you guys, how many of you know what comes next? Is it Facebook or is it Instagram or is it Patreon? Which one are we talking about? How about this? If you know my my Facebook or my Instagram, just go over there and give it a follow. That would be great, at BikerB1, because that makes me happy and I like that. If you like the show and you're listening to it on your YouTube, then hit subscribe and hit the thumbs up on the episode. And if you are listening to it on one of the podcast platforms and you want to write a review, that would be rad. It, um, it's really cool to go over there. I went over to the Apple site just the other day to look and see what was there. And nobody's written anything since some, like December. So one of you that are listening to this episode could be the person that writes one in January and I'd be super stoked to read it. So I would appreciate that. In addition, um, we have a, a sponsor for, the, for today's show, the same as last week, and that is Lab Alster. And they make a fanny pack or a hip pack or what, I don't know what the, what's, what's the cool way to say it now, but it's still a fanny pack to me. <laughs> it's a hip pack if you're like, if you're in the cool cl club, I guess. But they make one that's, that's super rad. I cannot tell you how many that I've tried that I, I just don't like the way that they feel normally. They're usually too heavy. They're, they sit like too high and I got a beer belly. So I don't like, like you have to like have them like cinched up around the bottom of your like chest plate or something like that from the work what, right? And it doesn't work that way with the Lab Oster. It kind of hangs a little lower and it has a buckle that's off to the left-hand side that I really like because when you're pedaling then, the buckle doesn't like cut into your into your stomach as you're like kind of bent over on your, your uh, on your bike. And it's um, two bottles. That's all it holds. Two bottles. It's got some storage in it. The storage pockets have a lot of stretch to them. So they, um, you can actually put a lot more in there than I thought. I just really wanted something to carry two bottles and maybe uh, my wallet or my car keys or something like that. And it does that very well. So if you would like to get one, click the link and show more. And um, that'll help me out. And it'll. Um, I think there's a discount on it too. So you could go ahead and check that out. If not, just go look by their website. He also has like a tool roll and a wallet and some other things that he makes as well. But the hip pack is what I can, I 100% endorse the hip pack. I've been using it for like probably two years at this point. I've gone through a couple of them. I really enjoy the product. So I wouldn't have him as a sponsor if I didn't like the stuff as much as I do. So go ahead, check that out. I would really appreciate that. And let's go ahead and get started with this. I'm gonna bring Scott on from Versus Tires. And there's Scott. What's up, man? Hi, how are you guys doing? How you doing? Good, good, good. Dude, um, super stoked to have you on the show. And uh, glad that you, you took the, the time to, to hang out with us here on Sunday. So I know you got a family and stuff. So anyways, what's new with you, man? Uh, I went to Monster Jam last night with my kid. Oh, yeah. Who was playing? <laughs> oh, the Wait, that's trucks. the one with the trucks. I was yeah, thinking yeah. that there's a, there's a concert like... Uh, show too that's similarly named but yeah no he uh he's five so monster trucks and legos are his life oh yeah and yeah we went to see gravedigger last night yeah dude i was just gonna say 
Those guys, is there like a different rot driver or something? Because Gravedigger was around when I was a kid. Either that guy's like 70 still popping up on vehicles or like is it well, just see, I've truck? learned about all this. There that's I forgot his name, right? And then he there's a new driver. There's a couple new drivers because there's a couple grave diggers, but then his kid is son of a digger who was doing it last night too. So it's kind of oh wow. Yeah, that's crazy. it's a whole brand. It's a whole like there's multiple trucks. There's multiple like, yeah. they're, they're also on the East Coast or something like that. So yeah, I went to see I grew up on the East Coast. I'm from Pennsylvania originally and uh I went to see them at like the fairgrounds when I was a, when I was a kid, I was probably in like middle school or something. So I just, I, I, I every time I talk to somebody about one of those shows, like the names of the, the trucks that they're talking about is like, I'm like, that's all the ones I remember. So yes. somebody in the comments yeah. saying grave, grave digger, the OG grave diggers or 70 years old. So. Yeah, That's no, great. they were those big deal last night. He's he's fifty years old or forty fortieth anniversary. So like we got t shirts. My wife's like, no, no grave digger strong. Like, no, it's sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> That's super fun, man. So um let's 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 talk bikes, right? That's what we're here cool. for, huh? Yeah. So tell me what's uh what's versus tires? Uh it's my tire company that I started. Um, I mean I started working on it in 2017. 2018 really and then launched april i mean came to the public anyone saw it on april 15th 2020 and started selling may 1st 2020 right in time for covid like the yeah you were like you were like to man, launch anything you've been working right? on for years and like have tons of money into yeah I nailed it so you were telling me before the show that like uh that you have have a or at the time you had a, a brand new baby and the only time that you could work on your your stuff was like three o'clock in the morning so this oh time, yeah like yeah, like the logo, like all of the stuff that you see, my tire design was done from like two to five in the morning and like yeah. I sent it off. I mean, he was born in January and I sent it in January 2018 is when I sent my tire off to the factory. But yeah, it was fully designed at like midnight to three or five in the morning or whatever it is. So what was like, I'm assuming you have a day job or you had a day job at that point that was something completely different. What um, made you decide or were you, are you in the industry already or? So I do design and branding in mountain bikes and bikes and outdoor sports and action sports for like 20 years. So uh -huh. it's not exactly it, but it's not far outside of it. Um, so this is my case study, basically calling favors, call all my friends, say, hey, I'm, I'm doing this thing. Can you help me? And yeah, like that's how I got to do it. Or that's how I was even able to do it because I had to pull strings and call in favors and stuff. Right, to be able right. To not start so, this with. So you were doing like, like design and branding for all like uh, just action sports in general or mostly mountain biking or uh action sports in general <clears throat> so uh -huh. mountain bikes i've done i did some stuff for alpine stars some stuff with intense pink bike vital um uh -huh. joystick noli bikes so you um, did like design for them like like logo design or like those ones like... would have been mostly t-shirt designs if you're if if you guys follow bikes i did the yeah. shadow conspiracy logo the um, uh -huh. crow's head uh -huh. who like uh, you know i'm super good friends with ronnie bonner who's the owner and that's uh -huh. kind of how i was able to do this but but yeah just design you know snowboard graphics t-shirt graphics uh, yeah, logos yeah. like you know created companies for people helped other right. brands redo their yeah. thing to be more yeah 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 i went through a branding process for my 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 day job i do it and i went through that with one of the companies that i work for it was like super interesting it definitely like opened my eyes to a lot of things that that most people don't think about you know and uh oh yeah 
Because everyone's like, oh, it's your logo. And you're like, dude, that, that's one part of the puzzle, right? Like, yeah. all of this that tells your story. Like, Yeah. And getting it to, like, all be together and and to, like, kind of tell your story just from looking at it. It's an art, man. It definitely is. That's yeah. one of those things that, for me, because I went through that process, like, when I first started the Biker Channel, I, w- I was like, oh, I need to have all this stuff, like, dialed ahead of time. Just It's... It's so much easier to have at least it close at first rather than yeah. you start with like some friends of mine kind of started with a bad logo and now they're kind of stuck with the bad logo and they just got acquired and it's like, dude, your logo still sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. Suck, but like, I really wish like I could have helped you back then because you'd have a red yeah. logo now and like, now you're stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I first started, it was like, okay, well, I need to make sure I have a good logo and I wanted this branding that people would recognize, you know? So Me. like if they're just glimpsing over and they see something white and yellow, like they'd be like, oh, that's the biker. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, um, and I felt like at, at the beginning, it was more important than it is now, at least with YouTube. But at the beginning, when you're trying to get noticed, um, if somebody saw one of your videos and they want to see it, another one, that brand recognition is really big, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, like it's, yeah. it's getting and it's establishing how you look and how you're, you feel really, because that's branding is more of a feeling. Um, yeah towards you know for, for people to like you said the quick visual like one second and you look at your logo and you're scrolling through it's like oh wait i saw one of his podcasts yeah and then like i'll check out another one because i like that last one so yeah 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 and so yeah it's definitely um it's fun i really i i i have like dabbled in graphic design for a long time it's just like i'm more like um i like designing things you know what i mean <laughs> and uh when i was younger I did some web web design stuff, and I think that kind of got me into learning how to make graphics and buttons and things like that that I needed to to for those things. But then um, later, whenever I learned how, like I, like I started learning about printing, I it was like a whole new world. My buddy runs Stickered. I don't know if you yeah. know them. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so whenever I first started like working with him, like I would make a design like that works for web, right? Mm-hmm. So like to be blunt you can photoshop the shit out of stuff for web and get away with it right yeah like like you can you can just like oh just use a little racer over here and like put a white background nobody would even be able to tell you know like like uh but then you go to try to print something like that it doesn't work <laughs> yeah no like yeah i've had to i mean i used to help my friend he's own a screen printing shop and he i would kind of set t-shirts and, and do get t-shirts ready for print and i had to do one a business card a little tiny random drawing of a fish jumping out of a piece of pizza and uh-huh. they're like oh yeah just use this and it's like dude this thing's an inch and a half by an inch and a half and you want a t-shirt like it doesn't yeah. like and i worked okay but yeah it's yeah. uh yeah web is it's so much lower um there's so much lower dots per inch or so much yeah. lower resolution that you can yeah. get away with it but once you start print printing printing like printing paper dude yeah. you need like full res or it's gonna look terrible yeah so i had to like he he would just like get so angry with me because i'd send him these designs and i'd be like here make me some stickers and he'd be like dude i have to re like make this entire thing mm-hmm. he's like so if you want the hookup at the price of, like the buddy i already designed it buddy price yep. you need to send me this in illustrator yeah so i've I'll been bet. like I've been learning Illustrator over the last couple of years and uh, he's much happier now as, as a friend, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely uh, opened my eyes to, to a bunch. So, so what part of like your background? So obviously you ride then too, right? Yeah. How long have you been yeah. riding? 
uh i mean since i was a kid right and then i got uh -huh. my first mountain bike in like late 90s and then i bought i met someone that worked at cannondale and they had a super v4000 that crazy uh -huh. like mythical downhill bike yeah 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 and i beat the crap out of it and right. then i was like oh i'm but the brakes are fading when i'm riding mammoth i'm like i'm gonna replace the brakes and i took it in the bike shop they're like you have one of those like no you can't do anything to it you should sell it so yeah. i ended up selling it and bought a trek session 77 and 06 i think uh -huh. and kind of been going since then like you know a lot since then like off and on and then i got really yeah, yeah. into it like in the you know around 2010 and then yeah up until i got hurt in 2016 like that was Ooh. basically all i did no what happened I do it when i can what What's happened that? what was the injury oh i uh exploded my heel racing kamikaze games oh like, shit! yeah don't do that that doesn't sound fun no like i've had three surgeries i'm gonna have another one like 60 <sighs> therapies but oh, I, at the same time, like I, I got lucky because the, the surgeon's up there. So I broke it at Kamikaze Games. And I called What's my Kamikaze wife, Games? I, I don't know what that is. Oh, and Mammoth. Mammoth had oh. a big kind of race a while ago. Okay. Um, they just stopped it two years ago. So I called my wife. I'm like, yeah, I, I broke my foot or did something. We have to go to the hospital. So she shows up with like an ace bandage and, and, and ice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, we're so past the hospital. That. And, <laughs> And they do the x-rays and MRI and everything like that. And they're like, okay, yeah, you broke your foot. It's really bad. Um, wait, and we'll have a surgeon come in and talk to you. So waited for like three hours. And yeah. um, for the surgeon was doing another tib fib. And he comes in, he's like, yeah, this is super bad. Um, where do you live? We're in San Diego. And he's like, okay, we got a guy for you. Who turns out now he's, he's Dr. Dahlstrom. He's a, the head of UCSD's foot and ankle department. Uh -huh. But they're like, yeah, that's who you want to do it. So thankfully, I'm like 95 plus percent. So it's, I'm because oh, this right is like. On people cannot walk anymore so um yeah, yeah pretty good i just whined so you just good. took a digger or like what how, i saw us following my friend sean suedos actually he i showed him a little gap and he's like i want to follow your line i'm like dude you're way faster than me why are you following my line and i came into it weird and not not fast enough so my bike couldn't do the gyroscope so it kept going sideways and kept going sideways and kept going sideways it was a huge tree like five feet in front of me i'm like i'm gonna high side and smash in that tree so i tried to hop and it just rolled my ankle. My doctor's like, you you rolled your ankle so much momentum going forward, like your cuboid is by, kind of by your toes. He's like, you pushed your heel off and just, yeah, it was uh, bad. That sucks. Was it like it was, you could, like, like it was like broke, broke, like you needed to get like taken down on like a stretcher kind of thing? I I freaked out for like 10 minutes and then I, I know Mammoth really well. So I was like, I know that I was right by a dirt road. So I scooted down on my butt. More terrible story. Scoot down my butt. I'm like, I know where that road goes. So we're riding down to the car. I call my wife and we ride down. We're riding down the dirt road to the car. And there's like one rock. It's like this big on the entire dirt road everywhere. And I somehow kicked it with my bad foot. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Like I was screaming and like the, it was, you know, ski patrol in winter, but whatever they are, you know, ranger, whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, let me check your foot out. And I looked and there's like, it's like, it looked like there was a sausage underneath my skin. And I'm like, oh, that's not good there. Like, yeah, you're going to the hospital. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're not rubbing yeah. any beer on this one and calling it a day, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, at first, I was like, oh, maybe I just sprained my ankle super bad. Or I, like, maybe I could wrap it up. And then I'm like, no. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, you're over. Like, yeah, yeah. You, I've had a couple of like pretty shitty injuries. I, I um, did like a shoulder separation. And as soon as I hit the ground, I heard this like pop and I knew instantly mm -hmm. I was like, this is going to be bad. This is, yeah. <laughs> you're not riding for a while, bud. <laughs> yeah. I thought like, I thought I blew 
a pendant or something because I it rolled and then it popped and then it rolled more and I was like, uh -huh. oh no, like it's full slow motion, you know, and then it's like, uh -huh. yeah, and it was that's what it was. So you say that was 2016? Yeah, like Wait. September 16th, 2016. So somewhere between 2016 and 2018, you come up with this idea that you want to make tires. How did that happen? It was uh, sitting on the couch on Vicodin watching Rampage, like whatever, <laughs> a few weeks afterwards. And I was like, hey, why isn't anyone doing a YT of tires? And like I wrote a couple people and I legit forgot about it for months. Uh -huh. And then I was like, oh, wait, dude, I wanted to do bike tires. Like yeah. I, I wrote the right people who said I could do it. And then I, I started it. So you said the YT of tires. What do you mean by that? Just like do, why is no one doing a, a direct to consumer tire company really? Cause right. that's my first idea was to do a, a direct, you know, and, uh -huh. like, and then I, now I'm a little bit more on the rider own part, but, um, but yeah, like why, like, why do we have to buy from these big brands that make airplane tires? Why can't, you know, people, why can't you buy from a mountain biker that's making really good mountain biker tires? Uh-huh. So how do you go from like sitting on the couch thinking about this to like making it happen like what's the what was the first thing you said you called some favors who, who, who'd you go to yeah so my friend like ronnie ronnie who owns shadow conspiracy you know i'm super good friends with him so i he's like he he is his he was a huge part of this anyways because i remember he's a super raspy voice I remember talking to him at one interbike he's like yeah just try to figure out the hardest thing there is to make and then just make it i was like okay and then i was like i said i was kind of looped which is kind of weird because i did his shadow conspiracy crow's head logo when I broke my thumb uh -huh. and I was looped out, like he called me and needed a logo in like three days. I'm like, dude, I had surgery two days ago. He's like, I can need it by Thursday, you know? So <laughs> apparently I have good ideas on that, but, um, but yeah, so I wrote him and I called his people and, you know, I did what I needed to do and just, and was able to get the ball rolling. And then, you know, kind of, I didn't have the name for a long time. The tire was our way at the factory and samples were being produced where I figured out versus name, but, um, you know, I kind of figured out what I thought would work for a tire and, you know, did it like illustrator, like I'm a designer. So I did a crazy illustrator tech pack with like, you know, my drafting experience from high school, like 3D drawings of everything. And uh -huh. and then the sample came back and it was exactly what I sent them. And then the sample tire came and, you know, like they did a 3D print and then they did the sample tire. I'm like, dude, this is what was in my head. So so in your head, when you're thinking about a tread design, what what is it that like, what was it that like was your inspiration? Like, uh, I mean, just tires, just like I thought you know what would work and then some different angle things and like i have the accordion fold on the leading edge which i was like well it could kind of mold the train a little bit and and do some things you know like with some i i did some stuff i tried to have stuff stacked more in the middle of the tread design so it rolled faster which is like everyone's first comment is how fast they roll uh -huh. um, they don't even comment i mean they do comment on the, the accordion folds was like they roll fast and they hold air super good uh -huh. um so I just tried because I'm a designer, but like I probably should have been an engineer. Um, uh -huh. I just didn't have that opportunity. So I kind of fought with my engineer industrial designer type mind and what, what I thought would work. And then uh -huh. it came back and it really worked super good. Can you explain what you mean by an accordion roll? Uh, so if you look at the tires, here, wait, hold on. Oh, no, I don't have it. So if you look at the tire here. It's probably best you don't. That way, people that are listening on the podcast okay. actually get a get a decision. Okay. But but if you so have it, the, you can show it. Go for it. People, there yeah, are I mean, people I have, So uh, I don't know if you can even see this on here, but if you can see the little the leading edge of the tire has little um, indents, little uh, basically triangular sipes that go along the leading edge on the down the, on the downside of the leading edge of the tire, which lets the front edge of the knob mold to the train a little bit. 
so uh -huh. that's what I call the accordion folds. And um, uh -huh. and yeah, so that's some kind of that's a little unique feature that we have. And I thought that would work. And I was like, like I said, I I tried not to have the you know I tried to have the angles work in your benefit, and I tried to stack some stuff so it was like there's a there's more stuff on the ground when you're trying to rolling speed and it's and it you know came together to work it mm -hmm. so when whenever you're like okay i got this design then obviously there's more to tire than just like what the tread pattern is it's like okay well how do i decide what rubber to use or like how did you go down that path of like choosing um, the material or the yeah, so like kind of research, um, you know, like what what most kind of similar mountain bike tires like I wanted to do, mm -hmm. and um, and then also factor availability and kind of what could work. Um, mm -hmm. So you know, I was kind of limited in where I couldn't do whatever a seventy five TPI and a forty durometer because the factor's like, yeah, we don't do that. So what's a durometer mean for the people? Durometer is the rubber, the hardness of the rubber. Uh huh. Um, you know, and it's a dual density for mine. And then, which was something I wanted, I wanted the center row to be, you know, the middle knobs to be harder. So it lasted longer. Cause I didn't like when you buy new tires and they're wasted. And, you know, after a, a bike park day, uh -huh. and then I wanted the side knobs to be softer, you know? So like when you're, when you're trying to get in angles and trying to do turns that hold you a little bit better. Uh -huh. um, so that was something I was super you know like really that drove home with the factory like i need to have this and, and thanks so the rubber in the middle of yours is harder than the outside like yeah. side knobs then which is kind of standard like it's not groundbreaking you know it's not rocket science but um yeah but there's but a lot of people that are listening to this that don't know that anything about tires other than how much they cost and which which ones that they like to buy you know what i mean so, yeah yeah so um, like i just you know, like, thankfully, with my experience writing and my experience, you know, like, kind of in the industry, I was able to kind of look at some things that, that worked. I knew that worked. And I know people that are pretty fast on bikes. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of able to pick their brains and then did mm -hmm. something that would work. And like I said, like the, you know, I had the accordion folds on the sidewalls, you know, on the side knobs and then the, do the dual durometer. So it lasts good, but it still has good traction. You use mm -hmm. siping, which is like little slits in the, in the knobs to kind of help it. You can do a harder durometer, which is last better, but then it's going to act like a little bit softer tire because it makes the, lets the knob move a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. I can think about like the tire that I'm running right now has little slits in it like that. Just kind of like you look at it when you buy it and you're like, oh, what's that going to do? But I guess it's just like it gives that little bit of give. So it's not as harsh then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have that, it's going to be, you know, like, like with mine, you know, it's a 60, 63 compound for the harder ones and it's able to ride like a lot softer tire because I have all those things, you know, various sipes and, and ramps and all kinds of things, letting it act like a softer compound. Uh -huh. um, so yeah. You just, you would, so how many, how many different models of tires do you have now? Or is it just like one tread pattern? Or is it um, I have one tread pattern and then I have 29 and 27, 275s where the folding beads and we have gravity beads, you know, like, so trail beads, folding bead, and then gravity casing, which is a wire bead. And then also we have the black and splatter. So, I mean, it, I guess it's eight skews, mm -hmm. but it's really, it's one kind of all around tread. Can you talk to me about the difference between those beads? 
I think a lot of people probably don't know what those are. Yeah. So, I mean, so a trail bead would be more, that's a folding bead, which is more of a traditional mountain bike. Like if people are like, oh, I need a new mountain bike tire. And I don't really know if I want a folding bead or a gravity bead. It's like, oh, you, you want the folding or trail bead? Cause that's not super thick. The, tra- the gravity bead or a wire bead is a, so that's a single wall. So there's like your beads right here and then your, your, uh, your rubber goes up around it and that's what it is. But then so the, the bead uh, is basically like the line of nylon or whatever it is that's going in a circle yeah. around the tire. That, Kevlar. That the, yeah. The so that's AC. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's what goes around the wheel, right? Is your bead right. and uh, folding beads are like an aramid or Kevlar or something like that. So it's a kind of, it's elastic. It kind of moves, you know, it can fold uh-huh. and everything like that. And then the wire beads are, have uh it's wire literally and then it's also so it's two layers of rubber around each side so instead of being like you know like this it's like it's kind of like this where you got two layers of rubber going around it to uh to just so it's double wall you know like um and it's just a stronger tire more beefy for but that's for if that's riding downhill riding bike parks riding rampage stuff or free ride fiesta that just ended those what does that do then it just keeps it from like not popping the bead when you're like in a super hard corner or yeah the bead doesn't want to pop off as far as the wire bead and then the double wall is just more it's stiffer for one it doesn't conform as much um it it also is more protection if you're riding in rocky terrain or something like that it Uh just it's just a it's just a beefier tire you know it's um so you're saying then the the bead is also determining the thickness of the sidewall as well for mine, you could have a fold. There's companies out there that make folding bead gravity folding bead gravity casing tires, which would be the dual compound or the dual wall on uh-huh. the tires. But mine are minor wire beads. Okay, which is so. more expensive to ship, but then it's and it's a little bit heavier, but it's kind of a little bit stronger. So, uh huh. Usually, when you're buying that type of tire, you're not really concerned with the weight as much. So yeah, you're. I mean, that's if you're. You, there's some differences like a lot of people run a gravity bead in, or wire bead in the back to get the extra protection um you know if you have a lot of rear puncture flats or like pinch flats but yeah for the most part you're it's it's like it's lift access or shuttles yeah. or more heavy so like if you're talking i mean everybody knows most people know max's tires so if you're talking about like a double down that would be a wire bead well no a double down would be like almost in between so double down would be a folding bead in a single uh-huh. wall, but then there's like a there's a layer of butyl rubber that goes right above the bead, which kind of helps with the pinch flats. Oh. So gra- that would be so the easiest way to think if you go into a bike shop and the tires are folded up, uh-huh. that's a folding bead or trail casing tire. If the wires are on the wall and they look like tires, they're round and they're yeah. heavier. That's a that's a gravity bead. Gotcha. Wire bead. Okay. And then you said you have the folding and the wire. Yeah. Is what you got okay cool right on man that's yeah. interesting I, I you know some of this stuff dude like i've been riding since the early 90s but some of it's like i'm not one of those guys that puts a lot of effort into like researching a lot of shit i'm like oh everybody says they buy this tire fuck it i'll try it you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah you know and and for me at the end of the day it's like yeah that worked and like sometimes i i know i bought some wire beads before and I'm like, this thing sucks to try to get on this rim, you know? Yeah. I'm not buying that again, you know? Yeah. But I had no clue, like, what it did performance-wise, you know? I yeah, was just it's like, heavier, and then, 
you know, but then if you, for you, you're a NorCal. So if you go to Northstar and you're on a folding bead, you're going to blow through tires. Right. Yeah. But if you're on a gravity bead, you have, you have extra rubber in there that's uh-huh. beefier and it's going to, it's going to help protect you more. Yeah. See, yeah, even I learned something. So, <laughs> so, um, at this point then you, you're, you send, you send this thing off to, to the, you said you got like a, a 3d print originally or something like that. I just send them a tech pack, which is designer world speak for uh, all your drawings and various front view, side view, top view. Uh-huh. Um, I, I sent it to my, to Ronnie, my friend, he's all, dude, that thing's insane. That's the most detailed tech pack I've ever seen. So I yeah. sent that off to the factory, the factory did. So then you they know, design it from that point, like for yeah. whatever they need to like build their, how their manufacturing works. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did the 3D probably in SolidWorks and then kind of went yeah, crazy yeah. with it. But it was like, I mean, it's a, I, I mean, down to the half a millimeter is what I was specking things out. So uh-huh. it was pretty detailed as far as what I wanted. Yeah, that's interesting. That's so interesting to think about. Like, just, I don't even know where I would start. I guess if I was building my own tire, I would look at the, the tread patterns of the ones that I like, right? Yeah. You know, like whatever I ride and then copy it a little bit and try to think about how I would change it, you know, but that's super interesting. I mean, that, that, that's the way that you went about it. So basically you send this design off to them and how long does it take them to get you something back? Pre COVID it was, uh, it was about three months. Uh-huh. And I mean, I ordered my two seven fives May 19th of 2020 and uh-huh. I'm getting the, I just got some of them like a month ago. Wow. So post COVID, it's a year and a half. Pre COVID, yeah. it's you know six. Months so pre COVID though, like initially when you're doing this out out the gate, you send them the files, and you're going to get like I don't know what, like five tires or something that you can like six tires so you can test them or. Like... Uh, you have to pay for the mold first. So you, they gave me they printed out like a like a three D printout, plastic printout of just a six inch section of the tire. And they send that to me and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. And they're like, okay, it's, you know, a billion dollars for your mold. Right. And then right. so I pay for the mold and then I yeah. pay half the mold. And then they're like, okay, like, the here's my done. firstborn. You can have so it. No, I, I sold my truck. Like basically I sold my truck to buy my mold. So it's like, uh-huh. yeah, here's your 50% deposit. And they're like, okay, it's done. Um, well, you want t- samples? So I got like 10 samples or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And then I had to send them another ton of money and I got them. And then, right. but yeah, that was. I mean, I sent it January, 2018 and I got this, I was in an accelerator and I got the samples like May of 19. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So a couple months later. Oh, like a couple, like eight, 18 months later. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. It's normally shorter, but mine was a w- bit weird. And I was, yeah. like I said, I was kind of working the favor. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I didn't roll whatever. in with like, Hey, here's, I want to start a tire coming. Here's $3 million. Yeah. It was like, right. No, I tell you, I'm not, I'm not saying it like in any terms of dude, yeah. 18 months still sounds cool to me. You know what I mean? From yeah. like sitting on your couch with your foot blown up to like having some product in your hand. So then you, I don't know, like what's a, what's an initial order look like? You're like a thousand tires or 5,000 tires, or I don't know. What, uh, the MAQs are quite high usually but i was able to do less because i was able uh-huh. to take it back with my friend it was yeah you know a couple thousand. Oh, that's rad yeah so at this point then would you you said like 29ers or something is what i'm yeah assuming. launch of 29ers because i first started working on it i was right when the 29ers were really blowing up uh-huh. and uh like through the people i know in the industry they're like dude we're selling three or four to one 29ers 275s 
Yeah. So I was like, and I'm six foot three. Like, I'm like, I'm going to ride a 29er as soon as my foot's better. So I, I did the 29er first. Yeah. Yeah. So then what, what did you do? Uh, 2.4. Like I so. kind of figured something that works, you know, I was like, Oh, you do a two five. And it's like, that's two millimeters difference. And unless you're Aaron Gwynn, you're not going to notice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the 2.4. So you can use it for racing and you could use it for riding. And then I'll probably do a little bit wider. And when things get a little bit less crazy and I can actually order them, but, uh, yeah, cause it's, you know, I wanted to work for both. I was trying to have something that worked good for a lot of things, which yeah, was yeah. what I always rode. I was like, I like, you know, back then I rode a two, three, five and a two, four in the front. So I was like, Oh, let's just do two, four and it'll work for both. Uh-huh. So do you, is your tire, is your tire any different for the front or the rear or there it's the same, same mold. Yeah. So it's, uh, some people, some people run the gravity casing in the rear just for extra puncture puncture protection. Uh-huh. Um, but it's the same for both. Uh-huh. They're so super then... directional though. So you, you know, there's, uh, some people have put them on backwards, but it's, it's like everything works for you if you have it going the correct direction away. Cause that's the way right. all the angles work and the accordion folds work and everything works yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally makes sense. Like, I, I understand what you're saying there. So, so basically, right now, what you have is just a 29 or two four, right? Now I have two seven fives too. But yeah, I mean, now yeah. if you're talking, what do you have now? As far as when I started, yeah, we launched the 29er. We have the two seven fives. We're waiting for the splatter foldings, but we have black foldings. We have gravity splat or splatter on uh-huh. the two seven fives, and then all the 29ers we have right now. So anybody that hasn't looked at his tires um, or seen them in, in the in the past, they kind of have like a, almost like a a Pollock style splash of color in them in uh, yellow. And I think I don't know if you call that a teal or a blue or blue teal. Yeah, like, with a, so we call it. I mean, call it blue, but it's really more of a teal. Conveniently, yeah. like you know, there, I I didn't realize when we launched it that, oh, we also have black tires because a lot of people do not like the colored tires at all. Yeah. So we have black, but yeah, it's a, it's a teal, which, um, I was like, oh, you know, Yeti guys will like it because there's Yeti, but then it's like no specialized Yeti Ibis, like everybody, Rocky Mountain, everybody had a blue color at some sort of in their bike frame. So it's like when I launched the blues, around yeah because the ripper last year was like a a bluey blue kind of teal color yeah too yeah there's a specialized there there's a specialized enduro there's a santa cruz that had it there's like at least last year that was the color and it like you just got lucky huh i mean that's just what i thought would work like and i i kind of knew just from my design experience like because i knew you know this is 10 15 years ago but like the whole Tiffany blue, which is exactly what that is, was like when we started putting that on t-shirts, it's like you could do a crew t-shirt with a Tiffany blue and you would sell like crazy because it was blue and it was rad. So yeah. I launched with the yellow knowing that that probably wouldn't be as popular of a color, but that's the brand color and uh-huh. super black and yellow, like in your logo is a super, yeah. is the highest color contrast there is. Yeah. It stands um, out really well. Grab so then I was, yeah. So I'm like, the second one's going to be, I'm going to do blue and then I'm going to, I plan to do one every three or four months, but it's sounding at least with COVID and the supply chain crunch will be like every six months. So the next one will be coming this summer. Uh-huh. So in the 27.5, what width does that come in? 2.4. Yeah, there's there's it's like a, it's a hair wider than the two point than the 29, but it's it's a true 2.4. Uh-huh. Right on, man. So then you have the three, like you said, so yellow, blue, and then the 
and these aren't like totally blue for those of you listening like the tire is black and then it just has it look like the best way i can say it, like a pollock kind of like yeah. somebody just threw like paint at it and That's so it's got this like splatter kind of design they're definitely like they catch your eye like yeah it's a yeah, I mean that's what it's they drizzle like a rubber paint on. It's like, that's a perfect analogy. And then it yeah. gets pressed into the tire. I, I will tell you that your product was the first thing that I saw at Seattle that got caught my eye. And I wasn't at your your booth. It was just oh, cool. like walking in in the gate, and I'm seeing these guys walking around with these tires, and I'm like, what are those? You know, yeah. like like there, there's no doubt about it. Like you're you see it and you're like, that's different. That's like really different, you know? So yeah, I mean, my, but, yeah, but my idea with it was like, especially right now, like I have yellow on my bike and I have, I have deity pedals and grips. And I was like, Oh, if you change to blue, you kind of have a new bike. Like when nobody can buy bikes, like you kind of do a few different things and you know, you, you have a new feeling bike uh -huh. um, for a reasonable amount of money. But yeah, the whole, that was the idea. That was our differentiator was just to do some color. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Do you guys have like logos and stuff like that written on the sides? Yeah, it says the versus versus all mountain, and then the kind of the, the then the logo on the other side is our you know our little checkered cross mm -hmm. X, and then you know challenge everything, which is kind of one of our little taglines. So mm -hmm. yeah, the you know it's on let's say the twelve o'clock, and then the the logo logo itself is on the six o'clock position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. You, is it on both sides or is it kind of like? other uh, it's, on, it's on both sides and then the flip side like you know the versus tires is across the top and then down at the bottom it just has a little just our little logo uh-huh so you said so, challenge everything what made you think what made you want to do that well that just works with you know the versus name and it's like a lot of it is like you know versus versus the mountain versus the trail versus your friends versus the dentist versus you know whatever you want to be or but really versus yourself like challenge everything doesn't have to be or versus everything doesn't have to be you're trying to win the race it could be you're trying to do a rad whatever wheelie or yeah. you're trying to clean a section that you've never cleaned before or you're trying to like challenge the norm which is one thing that's when when we if you look dig way way back on our instagram when we mm -hmm. first showed the splatter tires that what and that was on the day we announced like hey we're a tire company because it was kind of all hidden before that we showed the yeah. yellow splatter tire um and that was challenge the norm, you know, like you don't have to, why, why do we have to ride black tires? And right. also why do you have to buy tires from a, from a corporation? Why can't you buy it from other riders? Yeah. Yeah. That's super rad. Talk to me about the logo. What, what how did you come up with that? What, what, there's always meaning behind the logo, you know? So that is, uh, so I call it the checkered X, which is like, um, you know, it's like a checker cause you're racing, but it's also turns into an X. And then, uh, and then there's the, 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 so there's a circle around it, which is kind of like the tire, or the shield that's protecting the logo. Uh -huh. Um, and that just is from my design history. I'm a design yeah. nerd and just, I'm super into bold, super easy to see strong visual graphics and kind of yeah. simple. So yeah, yeah. That's why it's black and that's why it's black and yellow and white. And that's, you know, it's just, I just liked it. Yeah. 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 I always like seeing little stuff in logos that like people don't don't think about um my um well biker if you the shirt i'm wearing right here a lot of mm -hmm. people don't notice that the k is actually a frame like this is yeah. the head tube and 
like some people will notice it like way down the road and they'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was like a, a bike yeah. frame in there. And I'm like, yeah, no, it is, dude. That's like, but it's like stuff like that. I always enjoy seeing like little stuff in logos or like understanding what people thought about it. They're like, you know, maybe their initials were WNY or, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you see that in there, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just fun. You know, just fun little. Yeah. You can, I mean, that's like, just goes my design history. That's like, that's what's fun for me to do is you hide stuff like that. Like, um, yeah. you like know, a, I can like a client. Go ahead. I, I did a project for, um, Carson Elledge, who's a Dale Earnhardt's granddaughter. And she yeah. does a clothing line called Raceline. Uh -huh. And the, the logo is an oval with an R in the middle. And it's like, this is your oval for oval cars. And the R is the, you know, the, the street track in the middle. And it's yeah. like, and it's, especially if you know her history and her bloodline really, to, you know, it's like, it speaks so well to it um, yeah. for that. And then it's like, like mine, like I wanted to be, you know, the checkered flag, you're winning. It's gold, like you're winning. Yeah. It's something super strong and visual, like checkers are just rad and yeah, kind of timeless. So yeah 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 they don't get old i mean look at the vans right they still have the checker pattern on it if you mm -hmm. see it you're like oh those are cool <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is that's appealing about that it's probably some kind of like geometric math shit that goes in your brain is like stuck <laughs> yeah for me it's just i like it's like it's op art or operational art which is like what i love doing in the design world so it's like um like i did a for my design, I did some pads for 661 and I had a, a, a spot UV, which is kind of our gel print on it. That was an off art crazy line pattern. Uh -huh. um, but I just like that stuff. And yeah. then it's like, it's so, I just like bold striking yeah. kind of things like that. But I mean, it, there's something if, like visually appealing about a checkerboard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like the guy that made the checkerboard or the chessboard, whoever the first dude was, like he mm -hmm. could have done that with circles. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like you had to do squares, but the squares make, they just make more sense, man. <laughs> it works perfect. Everything lines up and the, then you get the positive and negative to space. These two squares and this square right? makes a square in the middle. that's not there, but your eye sees it. And... Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> for red. So um, I've been watching people throw all kinds of different colors into the chat while we've been talking. Are you, are you thinking about any other colors? Yeah, the next one is they just the factory just wrote like literally on Thursday. It's like, oh, you know, we you know we looked and we can do another one, so it's supposed to be done in June. So the uh -huh. next one will be. I don't really announce it until it comes out. That's kind yeah, of an yeah. email list thing, but yeah, yeah, I'm finally get. The idea was color. to have one last year when I did when I announced like I was supposed to have my two seven fives like last April. Right. And then I was going to do another one in the fall, but it just kind of got backed up and everything's a disaster right now. So yeah, hopefully it'd be like every, I mean, ideally every four to six months we'll be doing new colors. Uh-huh. So is your idea to like add colors or like a new, like sell through this lot and then buy a new set of colors? And so like, like do, should people be inspired? Like, Hey, right now there's blue. You better fucking get on it. Cause it mm -hmm. might not be blue next year yeah the blue one's not the next one like the idea is to do just to kind of kind of i'd say limited but it's not like it's not like i'm never going to do yellow again but right, there's like right. there's 10 other colors that i want to yeah. do so i'm probably not going to do those yellows until those ones go through like once the international opens up a little bit more and like possibly some you know stuff like that it might happen a little bit faster but uh -huh. um the idea is definitely to do you know like say you know two to three or four runs of different colors uh-huh 
and then once they're gone, they're gone for the time being. And then yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you'll cycle back to it. Like like the blue will come up again, but when this one sells out, you might be doing with green or red or yeah. whatever it is, pink, you know, something, you know. So yeah, I mean, there's there's I'm just off the top of my head. There's eight other colors I want to do. So like, yeah, that kind of tell you when blue is going to come next. And like unless unless we decide differently I or, or... Seeing people say red, I'm just thinking. That must be the specialized crew, man. <laughs> we'll specialize, and also all the um the the SRAM, you know, the the Rock Shocks is also yeah. red. So yeah, that yeah, one's coming. True. I have a, a really rad, like, incredibly awesome collab plan for that one. So that's not the next one. Yeah, but that's like yeah. for an old kind of biker BMX nerd. Like that's that'll yeah. be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I'm just like in my head, I don't know. I got the design edge too, though. So I'm like, I've been on this kick. Like, I don't know what it is lately, but I'm like, and I think I was like a little, I'm starting to notice it too a lot with other shit that's coming out. But for me, I, I fell into this like bright ass, obnoxious 80s color thing again, mm-hmm. where um, like I got a bunch of pink on my Bronson and stuff like that. And it just is like, it's fun and i think that it's the reason i think that i like for instance the pink on my bike is like you don't see many dudes that are like rocking pink you know what i mean so it's like a lot of a lot of chicks will be like man your bike looks rad you know but like and to me i just like it because it's fucking obnoxious you know and and when i take instagram pictures of it it just like pops you know so it's like it looks rad and i don't know so maybe maybe whenever like everybody else falls into that club i'll i'll be like oh i'm gonna go with the matte colors now <laughs> yeah i mean that i mean that's kind of why it went that way if you look at like design history for anything it's like it was so matte and so olive drab and so plain that it yeah. kind of makes sense that people are going to want to do something a little bit different and then i'm like yeah. you too where it's like like i don't like i tried to get a pink cast and i broke my thumb you know like yeah i, I just because i wanted to be weird and just wanted yeah, to run yeah. that where like I, I don't care. It's just kind yeah. of fun, you know. I'm feeling like purple is gonna be my next my my next pink, you know. Yeah, purple's rad. I love purple. Yeah, I've been looking at purple lately. I, I like bots because I I got this thing. Um, you, you know what a cricket is? It's uh, like yeah, with, the cutter. Yeah, 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 yeah. With like 40 year old like housewives like make shirts and stickers mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So like with my buddy Richard from Stickered sometimes he'll print something and then once i like hold it i'm like nope don't like it and he's like super irritated with me right yeah <laughs> so i'm um, I, I was like you know what i'm gonna get this thing so that i can like make some stuff on my own first before i'm like okay this is what i want in my sticker pack you know yeah because yeah. i don't know for me like i'm one of those people that i just need to like see it actually in person like i can design it and look at it and be like oh that looks rad on illustrator but sometimes like when i hold it in my hand it's just like no you know what i mean like yeah like that's a whole for the design world that's whole thing you have to comp stuff up and show like this is what your logo is going to look like on the side of a car or a bus or like on a t-shirt or whatever it is a lot of like a lot of stuff changes you know you get it oh yeah that's that that didn't work like yeah yeah um, so 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 i got this cricket so that i could start um just messing around right yeah and and uh like if I wanted to print, you know, purple Santa Cruz, I could print purple Santa Cruz. My material is not anywhere like his, like mm-hmm. it would last freaking three days uh, in the water, you know, or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. But at least for me to put it on my bike and be like, no, that looks sick. Okay. Now I'm going to order it, you know? Yeah, let's do it. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I bought this thing and and it's just like, originally my my idea was just like, I want to make a couple of stickers or like sometimes I have these like ideas of shit that I want to do that's just disruptive to people. Like, for instance, one of the stickers that I wanted to make when I bought that thing was when you go into the bathroom and they always have those stickers that say employees must wash hands. Yeah. So I made a bunch of stickers that say employees must ride bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So like that was one of the things that I wanted to do, you know, and it's like, I don't need to buy 500 of them. I only need to make like 10 until I need some more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it also got me like making t-shirts too. Cause this thing like does all kinds of shit. I didn't even know about it, you know? And yeah, uh, so I bought the purple shirts the other day. And I, that's when I was like, I feel like I feel the purple coming. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyways, um, back to your, back to your tires. So, out of that first shipment, is that sold yet, or is it still like kind of working its way um, through? The very, very first shipment. There's twenty something downhill tires left. Right on, man. Did it go faster than you thought? Um. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, yeah, like no. I kind of knew that the folding beads would sell faster. Um. It wouldn't. It. It was hard for me because because so many people wanted the 275s and I was like and I originally thought I was going to have those in in by holiday 2020. Yeah. And um so so that was kind of difficult and frustrating but it's just it's just how everything's going right now, you know. It's going really well. Like people it's it's like um the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival, I sold a bunch of tires and then they go home and ride them in Arizona and they tell their friends and then now I'm selling about a lot of tires to Sedona to the Arizona area. Mm -hmm. Or um, same thing for uh, like I sold a dude, somebody bought some in Bozeman, Montana. And then like three weeks later, like, you know, within three weeks, there's like four more orders. And I wrote one of the guys like, no, that was my friend. Like we made sure he bought them first to make sure they were good. And now we're all stoked on them, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's like that was part of the plan was was word of mouth was a lot of it. And a lot of it was events, but those were all shut down. Like I didn't. That's what I was going to really say. Like. Yeah, by was, the way I, that you got your first order, you would have been set for a freaking sea otter. Were you yeah, planning on the, going to Yeah. Was that like a deal? Uh technically it was supposed to be Sedona 20, 2020, but they were late. So like by like two weeks. So I missed that one. And then the world shut down. Yeah. And so yeah, it was like, I yeah, I was that, I, I went to that Sedona and it was like that was like we got off the plane and like a week later it was like fucking mm. locked down. Like, you know, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my friend Pete that works at Zoic had a set at that that one 2020. He's like, yeah, people were freaking like, um, but yeah, it was like, I, you know, I air freighted some over and then it just, that was a huge part of the plan was to go to these events so people can touch them. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like if, you know, the big tire brand is Nike and you're trying to get people to buy shoes you've never heard of, like, yeah. you know, you can't try on, you can't see them. Like, it's kind of hard to get these yeah. people to trust it, but then thankfully when they do, they're stoked on them. So yeah, yeah. hundred percent. So that kind of threw, a, so then at that point, your growth like turned into just organic from people that were like interested in just doing something different. Yeah. Just doing something different. And then like, it was, I mean, it's when we launched launch, it's hard. Like I had photographers that, like Natalie stars, a super rad photographer. That's like, I'll give you some photos of my friends that are riding bikes. And like, you know, like you don't, or like, you know, not on your tires, but cause I couldn't even we couldn't even do a photo shoot because you couldn't like that was, that was a weird area. Like at least yeah. down here, 
we're like yeah. you're allowed to be outside but you can't be in groups of people and you can't do anything so it's like yeah. dude i i can't even have my photographer friends take pictures of the stuff because yeah we can't be more than 10 people together or five people together to go ride bikes yeah yeah i was definitely not one of those people that followed the rules very well <laughs> yeah i uh i I, I did the first two weeks where it was like, in two weeks, everything's going to be normal again. Mm -hmm. And then after two weeks, it was like, okay, well, I'm riding with my friends that I normally ride with. And then like yeah. a month after that, then it was like, well, if this, if they feel the same way about their friends as I feel about them, those people are allowed to be in the shuttle truck now too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it yeah. was frustrating for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. As totally far as like, you know, having, you know, your life savings tied yeah. into this and then saying like yeah no no you all these events you want and then what's worse is they're like oh you didn't have any sales in 2019 you can't get any assistance I'm like do what like yeah just so oh that sucks yeah. yeah i see what you're saying now because you're like i wasn't a company last year of course i don't have any yeah. sales yeah and technically i sold one set to one of my my mentor advisors so i've seriously thought about going back and changing my tax returns to show that i sold a hundred dollars worth of tires yeah. So I can see I sold tires in 2019 and then get right. Home. Right. Oh my God. What a mess. And it sucks too because meanwhile, okay, it started out stupid, right? Everybody was locked down, but then everything in the bike industry just started blowing up, right? Yeah. Yep. So so at that point, you're just leaning on like your your social media and um like how did yeah. you get the, the word out? You start sending uh, it to like social media and then so so i launched on you know it was pink bike had that thing remember the pond beaver that they had yeah yeah so they they the day so this is april 14th and they're like your stuff's going up tomorrow i'm like dude my site's not done like i can you wait and and the vital guys like i was you know worked to them and, and they're can you give them a couple days his site's not done they're like nope it's going up tomorrow like that's the last day for pond beaver that's it so i told <laughs> them to go i told vital and lomo hey Put this thing up. I'm gonna put a basically. We're coming soon. Here, sign up for our email list. Which, in hindsight, almost worked better because all those people from those websites came to our website or my website and then signed up for our email list. Uh -huh. So you know, so I had a decent email list right off the bat, and then um, have just been running that. But like you said, you know, email lists, uh, social. Like if I got a review, you know, I would notice a bump in sales. Like single tracks. I was like, yeah. hey, these tires are great. Like one of the best products you rode this year. And like, oh, cool. I sold 10 sets of tires or 20 sets of tires. And then yeah, yeah. Teton. So it's like I was just trying to get them out to as many people as I could to test them. And then um, you know, come on shows like yours or like Mark's, the segment and stuff uh -huh. like that. And just it's just getting the word out. Like, cause a lot of yeah. people never heard of it. And then once I got to go to events, then it was like, oh, and then it's then it's really started to take off in the past few months. So was Sea Otter your first? That was your first like real event, or like what was the, the first, first big one? Like I did some um, some events down here, the Team Big Bear Velocity Enduro races last spring, uh -huh. which was weird because no one had been around anybody in forever. Like you you saw your family as I was in. I go to this thing. There's like 700 people that are racing, which was super rad. But you're like. Oh, I, should I be wearing a mask? Like I'm outdoors. It's okay, right? And then it's like, yeah. and then eventually that faded away. And then I did, uh, I did straight acres. I did some, a BME race. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I did some, you know, as much as I could, and and just, and then Sea Otter was the first big event where I met you, and then yeah. I did Sedona, like you know, a couple months ago, and now again in yeah. a few weeks happening. And yeah, yeah. So what was it like, you know, getting into Sea Otter? Like, because first of all, that's 
I mean, those booths aren't cheap, you know, so. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was just the expense is the main part and they kind of helped me out, which is rad. Like, I can't say that my spot was ideal, but um, yeah, it was kind of cool because there was a bunch of people like I would, you know, because I was like, I was in the grass section and then there's an aisle way right here. And I'd hear people like, oh, versus those tires are sick. Or, oh, I, they came by. And, oh, I saw your splatter, you know, because I had a big, big billboard thing. I saw your splatter from over there and I like, came in yeah. to see you. So, um, and then thankfully the guys right behind me, um, they were in the accelerator with me, the Oracase guys. So they kind of helped out a little bit. Like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. Can you hang out here for a minute? And like, they would come and hang yeah. out. And I had some friends yeah. that were filming, doing weird things there. So they came by and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super rad. Yeah, I'm sure the word of mouth there had to spread quickly because, like I said, I I saw your tires probably within the first few minutes of just getting there, and and I mean, you see that that paint splatter. There's no, there's nothing else on the market like that. So yeah, instantly, that was, you're like, where are these coming from? Where are these guys getting those at? You know? Yeah, that was rad. When people would do those and they, like you said, they they full bandolier it like around the thing or they carry it in their bag or whatever it is, but people see it. And then I would notice like, oh, they saw the dude that just bought those blue ones and now they're coming yeah. to check them out. Like it was definitely for a decent amount of time after that, you would have people cruising by. And like, like you said, people would see it. Hey, where'd you get those? It's like, oh, it's over there in the random grass section. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you sell like a boatload of tires while you were there or like? I sold a like pretty good amount. Like um you know enough to like i i broke even a little bit more i made a little bit of money so uh -huh. but a lot of that is just to be there and like you said to get people to see them yeah and kind of know that you're a brand and that exists and there's a lot of people like there was a lot of people there like dude i just bought tires yeah. like I, I but i've heard about you i want to check them out and you know so um yeah just and i mean getting... and right now like i mean even still it's just a pain in the ass to get anything yeah like i just gave my buddy like because Pretty much anytime I see like a com like the tire that I use, I'm gonna buy it even if I don't need it right now. Yeah. Because sure. whenever I go to get what I want, like they never have like that tread pattern or that like casing or whatever, you know. That's and, part of why uh, I started this too, is like just because it sucks having to search for all that stuff, right? Like you just, right. if you like our tires, you just go online and buy them. Like, yeah, you can't get it the day of, but as long as you know, like I generally ship within a day, so yeah. You know, you kind of know, like, oh, my tire's almost out. I should probably get one soon. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and I finally, you know, when I was, let's just say before COVID, that's probably the most accurate way to say it, that I was always a person that would just go buy a tire whenever you, like, you ripped it. You go to the bike shop, mm -hmm. they always got tires. They got everything you need, right? Yeah. And now I'm definitely turned into a different person where it's like, I have a couple of tires that I like hanging on the wall. That way, today, when I freaking trash one, I don't have to worry about going to the store or, like, whatever. You know, like, I can come home, put it on, and I'll still be able to ride tomorrow. Yeah. I don't have to, like, get up early or, oh, i got to wait until after 10 so I can get to the shop, you know? And and at this point, it's like, you don't even know if the shop's going to have it. But at the end of the day, I think what I'm really trying to say is, I put a lot more value in having the, the the tires like available to you. So like with your company, I'd be able to, you know, pull one off the wall and order another one. You know what I mean? And, and, and it'd be there in a couple of days. So you're shipping just in the U S right now or everywhere? Or? Um, we go everywhere. Like there's, it's hard because the shipping price is so expensive. Um, 
you know, to, to ship them out of the country. But yeah, yeah. we ship them. I mean, re- almost wherever you want to buy it. It's just it's kind of cost prohibitive. I do have a you know got a distributor in Chile and Mexico. Yeah, I thought somebody say something about like New Zealand or something like that. I want New, Ze- New Zealand is like I've sold a couple sets there, and the people pay more for shipping than they do to buy the tires. It's yeah, so it's much crazy. money. Like even I, yeah. I was talking to the photographer there, and I'm like, it's just like for me to outfit his his crew on tires to go. It was like a thousand dollars with the tires. Yeah, so much money. So I'm yeah, working New on Zealand it though. And Australia are both like insanely expensive to even ship anything there. Yeah. Well, the problem is if it's over, I think it's four pounds. You can't do first class mail with the USPS. Uh-huh. And then it's just forget it. You're it's a hundred bucks. Like yeah, like with my merch, I changed my website so I could only I only ship to the U.S. If somebody sends me a message, I will like like I'll look up the shipping and be like, look, this is how much it costs. If you want to do that, like mm. I'll still ship it to you. But I don't have my website set up just to ship anywhere because, I mean, it's like oh okay, this is, let's just say for instance like a. I have one of these these uh like Yeti kind of cups on there. Yeah. It's like a freaking it's $20, right? If your shipping is $35 to get to Singapore, yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm actually losing money by selling this to you, you know. Yeah. There was like oh. yeah, there was a lot that um yeah, I mean the the postal service both our end and the other ends they lost a lot of packages uh, or are yeah. like say, you know, to Canada like FedEx ground is like, oh yeah, there's a $30 customs charge on top of whatever you're paying. And it's like, I just, you know, like I'm, I'm working with, with shops and or distributors and, and trying to get yeah. it somewhat global so people can get tires other places for reasonable. Yeah. At least that way, like you could take a hit for like a big shipment to go to like some bike shop in New Zealand and then they can be your distributor kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm trying, I'm actively working on Australia, New Zealand, cause there's a lot of interest there and then like across Europe and then probably do, we'll probably do shops in Canada. Uh-huh. Um, at least for the time being, cause I know some rad ones up there uh-huh. and then just try to keep it growing and just try to get more people on tires. And Yeah. So is it like more, um, like, do you feel like you're overextending yourself, like trying to go international or you think that it's better to like, maybe just focus on the U S and build that market before you try to like Um, jump into all these other segments? Well, I mean, as, as, so most the international would be distributors, which, um, Uh which would help because that would help with minimums, you know, and you're, you're asking about multiple colors and stuff like that. If I could get a few distributors and then it's easy for me to meet the minimums. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's like, the, and then it can just help grow. Cause for me now, like I'll ship internationally, but it's so expensive. It, it doesn't really exist. And you get people that, you know, like, I hey, dude, there's people that in, in Germany that pay over a hundred dollars to get a set of tires. Like there's one, I'm giving my 275 folding, like just a handful of them next week. And they paid, I think it was 120 bucks to ship to Japan for wow. a set of tires that they paid what, $140 for. Yeah. Um, so I just want to get, you know, like people stoked on being able to ride the different stuff, you know, and as far as I go, like it is more work, but it's not super, it's not super complicated to get. To yeah. Yeah. So, and it would, it would allow me to grow, to grow the brand more and do more yeah. in the U S if I can get help otherwise. So it's, I mean, yeah. we all can grow, you know, like, yeah. So, I mean, every set of tires that you sell, 
is with with the understanding that they're good tires every set that you sell is gonna sell more it's either oh, yeah. gonna sell more to that guy or gal or whoever it is mm -hmm. or their friends because they're yeah. gonna be like i know like even if i'm not an influencer or social media kind of guy i still would buy a product before i did youtube and tell my buddies and then they would be using the same product yeah you, you, and then you know there's I mean? like yeah, there's the weird people that are super like I only ride Maxis and you yeah. know, I only like this one compound and um but for the most part, you know, like most people are gonna try it out and especially if you have the blue the splatters, like everyone comes and talks to you. Like I get stoked when people buy the splatters because I know they're gonna get asked a million questions. Yeah. And I know that those questions, those answers are generally gonna be positive. And yeah. so like the, like you said, then those people are like, that's those people are going to check them out. And it's just, yeah, it's just a snowball. Hopefully. Yeah. Keeps yeah. Rolling. Yeah, definitely. Like I definitely hear you loud and clear on that one for sure. Yeah. That's rad. So, um, do you think that you would like to make, I mean, obviously you have to make a certain amount of money before you want to like try to get another mold. Would if you were to do another mold, would you do a different like a a, a rear or a front different, or would you um, go for an entire different like uh, tread pattern? Both, right? So there, I mean, I was supposed to have two new tires this year, but it's it's I even if I even I want to do a twenty six inch version of my tire for sure, just the, the exact same one, just because I have a Noli podium that I want to be able to ride with um, uh -huh. my tires, but um. Yeah, then I would do probably do a different tread and maybe a different style. And it's um it's just hard. It's like it's just it's so like that's just like it's just so frustrating dealing yeah. with all this stuff. And you're just like, oh, like I know if I had these, I could sell them. And then it's like, oh yeah, you're not getting them. It's like that's gone forever, right? Those like those X amount of sales you had are like you can't get them back because yeah, you kind of hope that the people maybe the next time they buy tires, they they try yours, but um but yeah, this, this whole pandemic thing is really frustrating. What's the frustrating part? Just the turnaround times on it? Or? The turnaround is even though we get factory time. So I've been writing for, you know, I thought I was going to have a production throughout spring and they're like, no, you're getting two. Right. And it's because I'm the little guy and uh -huh. um, I don't have, you know, Trek money or, you know, whatever money to like, Oh, Hey, here's what yeah. X million dollars to lock down production for however much stuff we want to do. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a real problem like thankfully i'm i'm with my friend who does who is a big player in that world and in that yeah that factory and he can help me out but it's still are those factories kind of like like the 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 um like the carbon factories and stuff it's kind of like there's a couple of factories that basically makes everybody's tires there's more than that but there's there's not a lot you know like there's yeah. it's not like those where it's like say three companies make everybody's stuff but um yeah it's not like they're on every corner yeah How, especially so, that want to deal with you and want to make good tires and like don't and aren't gonna backstab you or sell your stuff out the back door like yeah. right there's a whole bunch of other stuff you don't even think about that's like oh wait no that's not good so yeah i've had a few things made like going through like alibaba to like figure out you know i want to make this merch right mm -hmm. and um my first process, I think, was the first thing I made. Oh, where my my I have these like credit card bottle openers that I made, mm -hmm. and like the company that I ordered from was like super rad, and it was easy to work with them. And I was like, dude, this is like 
having shit made stuff is pretty easy. It's kind of like mm-hmm. we were talking, uh, I'll fill the, the guests in. We were talking before the show and I was saying that when I had my son, it was super easy. So it was like, all I had to do was, was feed him and change his diaper. And he was like sleeping through the night, not even like, I'm barely a, over a month old. And I was like, man, this is so easy. I, I'm, I'm going to do this again. And then I had my daughter and I was like, oh my God. I think if I had my daughter first, I don't even know if I would have had another kid. My, my mom said that like I was the easy one, and my mom's like, "Yeah, your brother was a lot. Like that's why we did, you don't have any more brothers." Like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I believe it. My daughter was like, you could hold her; she'd be totally asleep. Like you could pick her arm up and just drop it, and it'd be like, <clears throat> you know, like mm-hmm. like a like a spaghetti noodle. And as soon as you put her in her crib, she would be screaming at the top of her lungs and not stop. And so, like, yeah. the only way that she would sleep for outside of your arms was in that, like, little swingy chair thingy that you can mm-hmm. get. Yep. And I think now they have them that you can actually, like, plug them in. But when she was a baby, they only worked on, like, D-cell batteries. And yep. I swear to God, I was buying them, like, at Costco, like, by the pallet. Because it was, like, you could stick her in that chair and she would actually sleep most of the night. And it was, like... I will pay whatever it takes in D cell batteries to have like four hours of uninterrupted sleep. (laughs) Yeah. That's yeah. He had acid reflux really, really, really bad. So it was like, it was, it was feed him for 45 minutes, hold him for an hour and then he'd sleep for an hour. And then you basically get up and get ready to, you know, you have to start getting ready to feed him again. Um, Yeah. But like I said, so that was me like hold literally holding him in my arms, sleeping and working on the computer on the other hand. Yeah, and then, yeah, or the little bitty went down. I would, you know, like when I had the monitor, so I come back and work, and then he start crying, so I run back there and just do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So here, here's the here's the the bottle opener. So yeah. it looks like the size of a credit card, but it looks like a beer can. And uh, so making this was super easy, and it was like a really fun process. I like designed it on Illustrator and send it over, and next thing you know. Like a month later, I got a couple hundred of these things in my hand. So I was like, that was, that was rad. Then I tried to make, uh, some headbands. So sweatbands, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like a lot like the ones by Halo. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so it's a different company, right? And holy crap, that process was not the same and it was like eight months probably of i would get frustrated with them to the point where i'm like i don't even fucking care they can keep my money that i've given them already i'm not answering any more questions i'm not trying to like go through this process anymore i'm over Mm -hmm. it i'm totally over it and then like a month later i'd be like "Ah, i'm gonna send them a message you know and and then it was just like such a pain in the ass so i can understand from my like stupid little things that I'm making the process that you're going through and like to have a a place that's reputable and like fun to work with. That's worth its weight in gold, you know? Yeah. We did like, I I used to do, you know, I used to work in the snowboard industry. So we did outerwear at one of my places and they're like, they took our tech packs and like near the final samples are like, Oh, we added a pocket here because we thought you'd like a pocket. Right. That wasn't on any of the drawings. Like, (laughs) no. And this is like in the, you know, mid late nineties or something like that. So it's like, yeah. that was like, 
a two month deal, right? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. like now where you email them, or I guess you can email them, but it's like, yeah. you know, like you get your FedEx, you're like, no, that's not good. And it's like, okay, it's not like you couldn't zoom them and say that's not right. Like, it's just, right. I think our production dude had to go over there and like sit yeah. in the factory and say, no, this is what yeah. we need. So we have our samples for the trade show in three months. Yeah, I didn't like it was so frustrating because, like, like you said, like I sent them a freaking design file that's mm -hmm. showing like to the millimeter what size yeah. it is how it should be where the logo should be and next thing you know you get something that's got like seams on both sides and like you're like this is nothing like what i asked you like what i would i i sent you a picture of what it should look like this does not look like that mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah it's freaking super frustrating but uh yeah well here we go so i ended up put it this way i did end up with like a couple hundred headbands that are not the way that I wanted them, but they say biker on them. So I just give those away for free all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, so you, you, um, you got this, this factory that you're working with over there. That's not giving you all the time that you would like. So that's part of your frustration is, um, anything else that like looking back that you you're like, man, I wish I would have went about it this way. Or is it really just based about the pandemic? For me, it's mostly the pandemic because I had a pretty solid, I mean, I know the design and branding stuff. I had that pretty on point from the beginning. Yeah, yeah you were um, locked And I, I went through a the SDSI, I went through an accelerator here in San Diego, like for sports and active lifestyle. So I kind of had that bolt, you know, button down pretty good. So for me, it was like, it's mostly related to that pandemic mess um, is most of my frustration. And just like, like I want, I want, I still ride bikes, right? Like I want people to be stoked on tires and be able to get on them and go and have fun and ride with their friends. And and it's um, you know, it's, it's frustrating to me that I like like I I pre-sold tires, right? And people are super bummed. Where are our tires going to get here? I'm like, sorry, man. Like I'm telling you what they tell me. Like it's not. I'm not trying to to, to jerk you around. It's just yeah. I, it's and it's not it's not really in the factory's fault. Like they're doing the best they can. They're rad. Like they're they're fully helped me out with little whatever little problems I had. They've helped me out. They they do all the stuff that they can. But it's still like it's just everything. Like you saw all the random people riding Walmart bikes and all yeah. the random stuff you read about propane and specialized and everybody in the world increasing their prices. That's because I saw something. It's like there's millions more bike riders right now right right yeah. so even if you're like buying a junk bike there's still millions more people that all there's only so many resources that all these factors have to be able to make stuff so it's just yeah. that's just how it goes and then hopefully you know like you can make it through it and hopefully you can kind of get your stuff to where your company and yeah like you know like i did a out of tire my black folding 29s were on a vital dream bike last year on, on Valentine's day, which is a rad privateer. You should watch the video. It's really funny that they did, yeah. but I sold out of them like two weeks later and I didn't get any back until right before I met you uh, at sea otter. Like I, right. I got restocked like the day before I left for sea otter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that gotta be frustrating where, where you're like, you just can't get your, your, your product. Yeah, like my so last January I was gonna get I was gonna get more tires in April and then it was June and then it was October. You know, it's like, oh man, like it's just it's, that's just it's just that's gotta make you feel like the world's like against you, you know? Yeah. Like it's, like it's like you've sunk your entire freaking life into this thing, right? 
it was hard yeah. for me too. Is like I like with my kid, right? Like I'm I'm if if I'm not gonna have if if, if this doesn't work for some reason, like right. I, I don't think that's the case at all. But it's like I missed out on his life, right? Yeah. Like because I'm doing this stuff, or yeah. we're not able to do as much because a lot of our money is tied up in that. So yeah, but um. But yeah, I mean, it's everybody's dealing with the same problems. It's kind of sounds super cheesy, but you just kind of have to roll with it and just try to try yeah. to do some different things, like that. I hopefully can announce soon that'll that are uh-huh. outside of tires that hopefully uh-huh. will work. And but that'll be in the versus brand as well. I'm not sure yet. I think so, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's rad, though. So at this point, you're like. You're ramping up for Sedona, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I've won that events, right? You're going, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, dude. You know, the first time I went to Sedona, it was it was actually the first like mountain bike festival that I ever went to, and I knew that weekend that I'm going to go for the rest of my life unless something like really gets in the way. I was you, like, you know? yeah, I I've been to Sedona and I've ridden Sedona, but I'd never been to the festival until just the one in October or November. Yeah. And I was like, this is rad. Like, I yeah. can't wait to come back to this. Yeah. You know, like, and, and even in November, that event still had the same vibe that it always does. Yeah. It's like, I, I try to explain it to people. I mean, I, I'm sure people that listen to this podcast all the time, they've heard me rant about it so many times, but it's just like, it's every mount, it's the, it's everything that you would want a mountain biking event to be. You know, yeah, like it's, it's laid back. There's great freaking riding. Like it's not so like sea otter, in my opinion, is like too big where you get like sensory overload, you know? Yeah. It's just like you're like, oh man, there's so much to look at. I feel like I didn't see it all, even though I'm like completely tired of walking around looking at stuff. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I think I, I the way that I feel the same way and that what I kind of came down to with Sedona was that it feels it's all the same group, right? Like everybody that's at Sedona kind of rides the same mountain bikes that you do. Yeah. So there, I mean, if you go back to like, you know, in the nineties when I was growing up, like, um, Oh, you snowboard, my friend's cousin snowboards. You guys should snowboard together. So it's kind of like yeah. the same thing. We're like, Oh, you ride mountain bikes, like crazy ones. Yeah. Oh, I do that too. Let's go ride. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of your same group of friends and it's like, right. We're sea otter. There's that, but there's a cross country dude, and there's a roadie guy, and there's a weird e-bike crowd, and there's so many different people. It's it's just it's too trade showy. Yeah. Where this is one. I mean, Sedona is really one group of people, and you go. Yeah. Everybody like all rides the people bike. like riding rad trails and drinking yeah. beer and like, you you know what I mean? It's like they got the band playing all day. They got the mm-hmm. micro brews over there. It's just like this is so cool, man. You know. Like, even if you go with the lady and she doesn't even want to, like, like I, I took my lady down. She she rides a little bit, but she doesn't want to ride, you know, high line and stuff like that. But yeah. she's down for sitting in the grass and listening to the band for a while and drinking some beers. And you know what I mean? That's what's rad about Sedona is there's trails for, like, for your kid, right? Or yeah. your wife or anybody. And, like, I was telling my friend Ronnie, I'm like, dude, did you come out? He's like, oh, I'm not. He just riding mountain bikes. But he's like. I'm not really there yet. I'm like, no, dude, there's like trails that like you could go with your kid and there's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like yeah, everything yeah. in between. So like you'll yeah. have fun either way, you know? And it's like, so it's just, it's just like you said, it's a rad event, rad vibe, rad trails. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. not too far, you know? Yeah, it's not, especially you said you're in the San Diego-ish area. Yeah, right? so like yeah. seven hours or so. Yeah, that's not too too bad of a drive. I've driven down 
with my last job, we had an office in, in Irvine and sometimes I would drive to like Irvine. That's like six hours. I'd do something like work a Friday or something like that. And then shoot over to like Phoenix, Sedona area mm -hmm. and be like, you know, another six hours from there. And that, that was like having that midway point to split it up. That that's not that bad of a drive, but I'll tell you, I've been flying to Sedona lately the last couple of times and I don't mind road tripping to Sedona because it's all fun. You're like yeah. maybe having some roadies and having a good time. But on the way back, you're like, I'm so done. I just want to be home. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that was after Sea Otter where I was like, oh my God, I've been in my feet for four days and talking to people. And you're just like, and I don't have to drive home. I have to pack the booth up and then drive home for seven hours. So right. the Tasco guys live right down the street from me. And I just talked to them a while ago. He's like, hey, do you remember passing us at like one o'clock in the morning on the 78? I'm like, yeah like yeah we were going like 60 and towing the trailer and you're going like 90 i'm like yeah i wanted to get home man i was done like that's why i have a van <laughs> that's funny yeah the nate and those guys they're they're, they're good dudes yeah yeah super like rad. A he's a he's definitely a good guy so anybody that's like looking for some some good gloves or some shorts his shorts are like i love those the things. most comfortable shorts i've ever worn yeah i wear them all the time yeah like all yeah. the time they're, yeah, they're, they're trendy, good. but it's like one of those things like you get what you pay for, mm -hmm. especially with gear, you know. So, yeah, I've done like the rant, like almost not maybe Alibaba level random stuff like back in the day. Like, and I just found it. I'm like, this is all garbage. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you saved yourself a little bit of money, but it's really trash that you wore yeah. twice and now you have to go buy it again. Like, or like the, the, the like seams are just in like the wrong place. You're like, why yeah. am I? Why, why is my taint hurting? Oh, it's because there's like a bunch of material there. That's why, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, what are you excited about for Sedona? Like, are, are you releasing anything there? Or are you just excited? To... Um, we might have the one thing, hopefully. Is, uh -huh. That's the goal. And then uh, I'll finally have, I should have the 275 tires, I think. Um, uh -huh. At least I have some anyways. I, I have the gravities now. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, just, I'm stoked to go ride my bike. I'm like, we're talking about flying some people in, and then some um, some guys that live in the area are gonna come and hang out and ride, and might do a group ride. But uh -huh. trying to figure out some sort of random, like that Tasco, the rad RC car thing that they did last year. Yeah, like, that was super cool. Was, I want to do something random like that just because it's fun, and especially if I'm stuck there all day, then I can like do some random things. So I'm trying to figure something out like that right now. Some sort of contest I want to do yeah yeah Stuff. yeah yeah you should, you should make like a plinko board or something like that that would be fun have some kind <laughs> yeah of i was thinking yeah i want to do some sort of game yeah like, there's one that i want to do but i don't know if i could pull it off so i might have to say that for later but um yeah i'll yeah. do something else there'll be something one of my friends made a plinko board and he was just showing it to me the other day and that's why it was in my head and i was like that's one of those things that's like it's just visually fun to like drop that thing in there and watch it go down, Yeah, you know? And if at the That's bottom you save like, like five bucks or something like that, or you get a sticker or you get a mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like, it's just one of those things. Like it makes noise too. So then other people yeah. are like, Oh, what's that over there? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm super stoked to go back to Sedona or so you're going to be able to ride though. You're going to have some people helping you with the booth or. Yeah, and then I think I might take some of the Zoic thing, um, where they were closed like one day in the morning, and I was like, I'm just, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna fully steal that and just do it. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ride some. I'm gonna try to get there early, and then maybe stay a day late or something to ride a little bit more, and then yeah, 
try to do something. I have some guys who are super into helping. So um, Jeremy yeah. Pottinger, who's like a rampage proving grounds dude, is like, I'll lead a group ride if you want. I'm like, hell yeah, that'd be sick. So yeah, I think we're trying to do you know a group ride and try to ride a bit and have fun. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely uh, there's so much to do there, you know. And yeah. um, I, last year in the November one, I didn't spend much time at the fest. It was like mm-hmm. actually one of the first times. It just ended up being like, you know, the way that we rode or the mechanicals that we ran into or, you know, whatever. It just, we didn't actually have a whole lot of time there. And uh, this one that's coming up, I I don't have a whole lot of like plans. I don't even, like last time I was like, oh, I want to make sure I do hangover. I want to make sure I do Highline. Like I had a bunch of like stuff that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And this time, like what I really want to do is really like more has to do with like hanging out at the fest and talking to people. And, you know, I want to obviously I want to do some writing, but I don't have as much of an aggressive writing schedule as I did last time. You know, a lot of that's so. epic, too. Like I was like my basically the Dylan Stark jump ramp thing they did in the wheelie competition was right at where my booth was. So there was uh-huh. antics going on like every day. And it was just yeah, it was crazy. It was really yeah. cool. The Tasco guys have a usually have a pretty good after party going on at their tent, like most days, or there's one particular day I don't remember what it is, but just about every time I've been down there, like I've found myself, you know, at six or whatever down, still there at the event. It's all dark and everybody's still standing around drinking, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, that's I, I don't know. It's just like I said, like it's just because there's there's everybody that's like us there, and you're you're you know like or people that ride the type of mountain bikes that we ride so you at very least or kind of bike ride oh i do this where do you ride oh cool like yeah you kind of you're automatically almost friends with people to start with and then yeah some of them are gnarly and some of them might be good and some might ride different stuff than you but at least you all ride mountain bikes you're all stoked yeah like you're stoked enough to be at this festival so right right i think the other thing i like about that event is that you can go for free like you don't have to buy a ticket you know, like you can just walk right in and, and walk around and check everything out. And if you want to buy a ticket and get a beer mug and a pair of socks and whatever else it comes like and the ability to demo the bikes, I mean, that's obviously a big thing. But I think that that like that part's really rad as well. I, I wanted to. I was doing like this camping event with my channel when I first started. And for whatever reason, then we had like a big snow year and some other things. And so I haven't done it for like a couple of years. But ultimately, like, I'd really like to build a, like, a pretty fun event. And and a lot of my ideas of what I want are based off of, like, how I have the time that I have in Sedona. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, yeah if you listen to music, the Dirty Bird campouts, like, kind of sound, you know, it's a music festival, but it sounds like it's a lot more fun than that. Like, yeah. Like, that'd be rad. Like, yeah. I'd, if you do it, let me know. We'd be in the going. Yeah, the way the way that I like I did the camping thing before would be like, hey, we're all going to Downeyville this day. And what I was doing originally was like, I would tell people what campground it would be when it's like March. So they're mm-hmm. not booked at all. And it'd be yeah. like, we'd, we'd end up, everybody booked their own shit, you know, but it was like, you go, you ride all day. But then come nighttime, we had a bonfire and I would do like a Jeopardy game show and like some stuff like that. And it was just like a really good time. And I can yeah. see it being more like more of an event, you know, where it's like, yeah, you go up there and you you ride bikes all day and then you like party and have a band at night and like have a good time and then get up in the morning, you either ride bikes again or you freaking call it a day and, and 
cut out, you know? Mm. And I, I feel like that um, there's not a whole lot of like events like that. You know, there's like the, at least, you know, the big ones and stuff like that. It's not a party, you know? And that's what I think I like about Sedona. It's like, it feels like a party, even though it shuts down early. Yeah. Like, it just feels like, like a good time. Like you said, like the people that you want to ride with, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it's just, I was just, like, when I went to that, I was really stoked. I was like, this is rad. This yeah. Is, this is a yeah. super rad event. Like, yeah. So um, we were talking earlier and you said you were supposed to have some new tires. When do you think that, when, what's it looking like for them? Um, so I have everything but the blue full blue trail 275s right now, which I'm getting those in March. And then my next production is supposed to be in June, which will be another new tire and also another a different color splatter tire. So June is looking at a different tread pattern. Oh no, that's just a different same tread pattern, different. That those would be I mean, even if I gave them the drawing right now, I wouldn't have those until on the market till mid 2023. Mm -hmm. So just, you're you're looking at generally speaking, you're gonna be selling the same tread pattern just in different colors or beads until a year and a half from now basically would be may maybe the next time that you would or maybe two years from now that you would have probably two years for the tread pattern partially because the um part because the one i have works really well and, uh -huh. and people are like it rolls for bc being such an aggressive tire it rolls super fast like people uh -huh. are just, there's one other one that people like it might be that one might be a little bit faster than yours but yours grip super good so uh -huh. it's kind of you know, like people are going to do an XC tire. It's like, well, I probably will eventually, but it's kind of, that's a weird world where um, yeah. you know, people are super concerned with weight. And it's like, I don't really know if I want to try to play that game. I'd rather just make really good tires for normal people like ride mountain bikes. Yeah. So um, like, uh, I can, yeah. I can a hundred percent feel you on that, dude. Like I, like as soon as you said XC, I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Like I want to do it eventually, yeah. but it's like, that's, I mean, an XC tire is is at least third, if not fourth, down the line before. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe like if if you know if I can get you know if if I can do more, I will do more. It's just um yeah like like it's for right now. If I gave them a completely done tech pack today and gave them a bunch yeah. of money for deposit, I wouldn't have them this year. So I feel like you'd be better off like with your I don't know like I like your vibe and and like you know like the kind of like the way that you're, you're building your tires. I think you'd be better off like doing something that's for like a, a dirt jumper or like a slope style kind of tire. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that like fun pattern and that core group of mountain biker kind of stuff. Then you're, uh, you're thinking in the right line. Yeah. 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 It just, it just seems to make sense to me. So, um, well, plus like for me, it's like, it's that they're building bike parks by us. They're building two within 10 minutes of my house. And there's a yeah. rad pump truck in Temecula and they're building another one in Temecula. So yeah, that would make sense yeah. to do something like that. Right. And Plus you're going like, to, you're obviously going to design something that you're riding. You know what I mean? I just feel like yeah. that. Go ahead. Oh, I, that was always when I did any design work, it was always like, I like to design whatever industry I worked in. Yeah. So when I did, so when I was snowboarding all the time, I worked in the snow industry and then it quit snowing and I was like, I want to ride bikes more. So then I started working more in the bike industry. And then I was like, dude, I should start a bike company of some sort. And then like, I, I was trading, I was trading t-shirt designs, the vital and pink bike for years, not even knowing I was doing a tire company, just like 
eventually I'm going to do a company and I'd like these designs to go towards ad credit. Uh-huh. So, you know, and just because it felt so rad and it felt like, like it felt just, it was so fun. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're still doing your, your, your day job. This is kind of yeah. like your, your, your side gig that probably takes up way too much time. Huh? Yeah. This is my really expensive um, time, incredibly time consuming. Um, <laughs> so, um, with that, like, do you see yourself, like, are you already in the process of that other tire that, that you would be bringing out next or? No, I mean, very, very, very early stages. Not, yeah. Kind not of enough like, to really even speak about. Like, yeah. Just thinking about things or whatever. It's just because like, it's just, and it's so frustrating because it's, it's like, like I said, if I gave them the done tech pack, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have a sample until spring of 2023. Like right. I was really hoping to have it earlier and then like they're like no everything's still a mess and it's like oh so so it doesn't look like like you're not seeing a light at the end of the tunnel as far as the um the supply chain kind of stuff goes i think it's getting better um and in my i just have a i have a unique predicament where like a unique situation where i'm not really established yet and i'm not established necessarily at the factory so it's harder for me to pull time away from their established brands right right um it's getting there right and um and it seems to be i mean i feel kind of bad for a lot of these companies because to my benefit this is kind of still a side gig and Mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of people that don't have that luxury that there's a lot of people there's a lot of brands out there that have multiple employees that are like oh we're getting we're getting one fifth the bikes we used to get or we're getting or you're trying to pivot you're trying to do different stuff but that they already had to do that last year and the year before so what's yeah gonna happen you know like yeah it'll be interesting to see and then it'll be interesting like what about all these people that bought bikes last year with their government money and with all these random things like are they right. still riding are they gonna are they gonna sell their their twice ridden intents for super cheap in a couple months or are they going to yeah. get into writing more or like what's going to happen there? What's if there's a flood of the marketplace of, you know, like high end bikes getting on, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's so hard to like, think about, like, I mean, honestly, when, I mean, I was joking around about earlier, like when we did that first lockdown for two weeks, like everybody really thought like, yeah. we're just going to stay home for two weeks and then it's going to be chill. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. be like, Oh, back to the work, you know? And, and, uh, and here we are shit like two years later yeah. and it's still like not there so i'm like yeah especially with if, this new one now right and it's just yeah. like like i know a lot of people that hadn't been sick yet that are sick right now and it's yeah it's just one of the guys at my work he he's like on the like let's just call it the, the covid response team or something like that right mm-hmm. and he was saying that that the whatever that, what was the, is it like type? There was something in the early 19, 1900s, like some other kind of influenza typhoid fever. I don't yeah. know. Something similar to this, another epidemic. Right. And he was saying that that basically took like three years to like kind of wash out, you know? Yeah. The, so, the, the, so you're talking the early 1920, like the, the Spanish flu. That's it. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. Not like in Dodge cars that killed the Dodge brothers. Like, yeah. Dude, that was, and that was, and it's just weird. It's just a, it was a 
bad time when this came out that it was at a beginning of a huge traveling season for China. Yeah. And it just, it was a perfect disbursement vehicle for this. And yeah. Just, and then, yeah. So, just, like, what, what, so, like, if that took three years, like, we're looking at at least 2023 until this thing mutates enough that it's not like, just dropping people right you know yeah Which or hopefully like, i mean hopefully it mutates enough to where it's like oh it's a bad cold yeah like yeah. it's not like and ultimately that's kind of how viruses work i mean i'm not a fucking doctor right but my understanding is they try to become more infectious and less deadly because they want to spread themselves as much as they can but they don't want to kill the people that they infect because they want to keep living yeah right? Well, so, you remember SARS, like the first one, right? Like that was when I was in the snow industry. So we had a lot of people working in Asia and it was like, that was scary. And, and then from what I read and understand is like, oh, that mutated over the summer and then no one got it. It's like, yeah, well, that's really weird. Like, yeah, and, yeah. But maybe that's because it's not as worldwide and endemic as this one is. Yeah. So who knows? You know what I mean? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Like there, there's so many, so many aspects to it. But at the end of the day, we're looking at probably another year at least of this like weird zone you know mm -hmm. and then it's going to be working it's hopefully hopefully you know let's cross our fingers and knock on wood or whatever that after that you know things are going to be start to to come back to some kind of normal but there are a lot of questions in the bike industry of like what you said like last year i remember telling people like dude I wouldn't buy a new bike right now, man. I'd wait six months because all these people that just bought them, there's going to be a shitload of them on pink bike, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon as they're allowed to go back to the gym and, and go to the bar and do all that other shit, they're going to sit on that bike for another couple months and be like, man, I got six grand sitting in the garage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, here we are and that hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of, and then you look at the Peloton thing, right? Like, I mean, those were, those were trading, like trading, whatever you could, I bought one randomly, like right before the pandemic started, where yeah. I got a crazy deal for some rich dude that wrote it twice. Yeah. And I wrote it all the time because you couldn't do anything else. But then it was like, right. dude, I could sell this thing for $4,000 and I just, I paid 1500 for it two and a half yeah. months ago. Like, yeah, you know, now they're back to being 1200 bucks. Yeah. My buddy yesterday was telling me he sold his boat for $30,000 more than he bought it for. And it had a shit ton of, ton of like hours on it. Mm -hmm. Like, like yeah. another one of my friends is like, got a quote from one of these like car companies, these online car companies. And they're like offering him like $30,000 for his truck that has like 140,000 miles on it. It's yeah, like, like the, yeah. The it's van like I the, just bought, like they're doing the same thing. I was like, "Do you want to sell it?" I'm like, "Dude, I just bought this thing, and you're offering five grand more than I paid for it." Like, yeah, did I put yeah. thirty thousand miles on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ordered a dirt jumper last March. Oh, nice. And it, it's finally coming in, like next month or sometime this month or something like that. And uh, it was one of those things where I'm like, "There's a bike park sort of close to me that I'm a little bit amped about riding," and then there's one that's a little bit further away that's that's more in my wheelhouse of type of riding it's more like a natural kind of kind of riding you know mm -hmm. and uh but i don't know if i'm actually gonna ride it you know what i mean it's one of those yeah. things where i'm kind of taking a gamble they're really fun and they're, yeah. they're a lot of exercise they're really yeah. really fun 
Yeah, every time I would go to the bike park, like with my chameleon, mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, this is so much fun. And like, I, I started my Strava once just to see, and yeah. I rode like seven miles, you yeah. know, in circles for however many hours. And I was dusted, you know, at the end of oh, it. Yeah. Like, you're done. I yeah, my buddy, like, like, is Cole Suedos. Like, I'm really good friends with their family, but I remember when he yeah. was a kid and he's like, I did 20 laps. I'm like, dude, I did two and I'm dying, you know? Right. Like, yeah. So, it's such gnarly exercise. It's so fun. Like, yeah, you like do a lap and you're like, okay, stand up there, talk to whoever's standing around for five minutes, do a lap, stand around. And so it's like fun in that aspect. So, yeah. anyways, the, the point I guess of the story was I got this dirt jumper coming. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, I waited at this point, you know, like a year for this bike. Mm-hmm. Even if I get it and I don't like it at all, I 100% know I could sell it for what I bought it for. Yeah. So, for sure. It's I not, just- yeah. Go ahead. Santa just got me one. And, and yeah, I was the same thing. Like, well, for some reason I don't ride it. I know I could sell it for, you know, at least what I paid. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Because somebody else is going to have to wait a year to get the next one the next shipment. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's going to be plenty of people that are going to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay it. I don't even care. You know, I saw one pink bike that my friend had, my friend had it and I was thinking, I thought about buying it. And then I looked later that day and it was already gone. I'm like, dude, yeah. like that's just, it's, it's yeah. Cause it's, and this is in the fall, winter, you know, it's not yeah. even the spring when people are thinking about riding bikes. It's still. Yeah. So with the mold that you have right now, does that mold actually determine the tire size? Like, could you do like two fives or two sixes and still you be using the same mold. mold? It's a new mold? No, yeah. It's a whole new mold for every, every size. Any, any change is a new mold. Uh-huh. Which is like, so it, yeah. Is the mold like, like a big hunk of metal on it and it's like, they just pump it full of rubber and then wait till it, like, how's that, how does it get, how does it get made? More or less. Yeah. So it's like, it starts big strips of rubber and then, and then they, they wrap it around the bead and then they put it in and like, and it like injects. So the mold is like a, it's a relief cut around giant bike tire size uh-huh. and then it gets pressed in and then like at a high temperature and that's how it makes the tire. Uh-huh. It's pretty interesting. Like it's like uh imagine like a waffle maker, right? Uh-huh. It's your bike tire thing all the way around the circle. Uh-huh. And then it's just that's how you know the the, and the rubber fills out the the spaces, but it it starts as just layers of rubber, and uh-huh. then it gets pressed in and it turns into a tire. Interesting. Yeah. Is there anything that like that like I I know I asked you this earlier, but like why was it a tire that you chose? Like what? Like you said, you just um, wanted to be in the industry. You wanted to come up with something like I did, partially because it's it's a, the barrier to entry is gnarly. Like it's it, it's it takes a especially this is even before, but now it's even longer with your you're just jumping on. Oh, I'm gonna make bike tires. Like get in line. Uh-huh. Um, but then also all the companies I knew and and all the people that I was kind of friends with and the people that I worked with, like nobody had tires. Like there was so I'm kind of I'm a non compete for, you know, like Nate from Tasco. He, uh, there's almost no reason for him not to help promote me because I'm not making clothes. Right. And I can do the right. same. I can return the favor the other way. So, or the Afton guys, you know, TJ from Afton is like kind of the same thing where it's like, I can use though, they call those strategic partnerships, like in, the, yeah. in my accelerator. So I can use all that existing network that I already had to kind of help promote this. Afton's um, the shoe guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I met him at Sea Otter and I, you know, there's some people that I had cards from when I got back that I didn't like, I couldn't remember who they were. And it was like, yeah. I didn't want to send an email to like 
some guy that just like handed me his card. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That I, that I didn't really like. So it was like I had a handful of them, and I I feel like for some reason he might have been in that pile because I really wanted to talk to him because that he he's got a new brand new shoe company, right? Yeah, newer. I mean, it's not it's older than Versus, but yeah, he's he same thing, right? It's like a that guy that I worked with him with those pads that I did the six six one pads. He was uh -huh. working at six six one, and then he went to hundred percent, and then he started Afton. So uh -huh. yeah, he has his own shoe company and, um, yeah, yeah. kind of same, you know, like yeah. same, similar story, but yeah. So do you think that you're going to do any other sizes of your tire right now? Or are you going to stick with the two, four or like, uh, I want to do a wider. I want to do a two, six eventually. And then, I mean, I'd even be able to do, to do in the full plus size, like a two, eight or something, but that's uh -huh. two, six would be somewhat soon, relatively yeah. soon at least. The other sizes are way down the road. And then I want to do a 26 and I'll probably do a 24 too. Um, oh, yeah. Partially just because I want my kid to be able to ride our tires. Like yeah, he's going to yeah. be on a 24 inch in about two years and then he could ride. Yeah, so you put the order in now and you'll yeah, be exactly. set by the time he gets there, right? Yeah, so that's, I'm talking with, I talked with a couple companies about maybe OEMing tires, which basically they would help the fund with the production. And uh -huh. then I could do it. I would accelerate the whole timeline for everything. If, if I uh -huh. could get them to be on board, like that's what I said too, with the distributors, if I can get a couple distributors on who want to order a few hundred tires or a couple thousand tires, it's like, oh, that makes it a lot easier to invest this money in this mold and get these going. Yeah. If you know you have sales as soon as you get them. Yeah. Do you, do you think, I mean, do you think a plus tire is a good thing to do right now? Like I, I'm, I like plus, don't get me wrong. I have a set of two eights that I run on my Bronson. And one of the reasons that I've been hesitant about thinking about getting the newer Bronson is that you can't run plus on it. And uh, I really like riding those tires, but I'm, I, I'm feeling like the love for plus is, is seeping away in the industry as far as like what they're making. It is for sure. Which, um, could be good for me as a smaller tire brand where if I offered something good, then those people are going to possibly yeah. come to get more of them. I think, um, that's as, a good point. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Like the, I can, I mean, I can, I can make tires for the forgot, like the 26 inch ones, all these companies that don't make new 26 inch tires, you get a handful right. of these ones. But if I came up with mine or when I come up with mine for 26, like people are going to be stoked because this is a fully featured, legit, really good tire. That's available in 26 or yeah. down the road available in 24 for your kid. Yeah. Um, so you can do that, but you just, still, you have to figure out like how many people are going to buy and like, does it justify the expense? And if I, you know, for me right now, I wouldn't jump into a two eight to start with because I know yeah. I could do a pump track tire or do some other yeah. tires that yeah. sell more. But once I get to that point, then I could do, you know? Yeah. You know what you said about the 26, when you first said 26 a little while ago, I kind of in my head was like, I don't know why you would do that, but the point that you just made actually is really strong because there's a lot of people that are still riding 26 inch wheel bikes and yeah. they definitely, the pickings are very, does Maxis make, they make a couple of 26s. I think they do. And I was listening to your the podcast of the Cascade guy earlier, and they're like, a lot of those Rampage dudes are doing 26, 27, 5 mullets, you know, like, oh. which is a whole different world. Like a Rampage, that's like weird, yeah. superhuman, like different right. stuff. But there's still a 
I think there's still a fair amount of those that would be stoked on it. So yeah, I feel like there's still a lot of people that ride 26 inch wheel bikes. I mean, Plus like kid bikes, like now yeah. kids are getting legit, really good mountain bikes. And like, you're not going to jump up to the two, seven, five. If you're whatever, four foot five, you're going to like, right. you know, Mike Mark's kid just got a 26 inch YT, I think. And it's like, he, yeah. you know, like you need, it's a stepping stone, you know, like for people. Yeah. And they're going to, especially kids, like there's so many kids with like Sea Otter and Sedona that came by. They're like, I want the blue tires or I want yellow tires. And they're just so yeah. stoked on it because they're not, they're not trained or they're not worried about what their friends like. Oh, that's, you only buy black tires. Like that's lame or whatever it is. Like they're yeah. just like, that thing's rad. Like I want to have a rad bike. And like, yeah, yeah. Fun, you know, like, yeah. Kinda, you know, it's a lot of my mentality is like, we're riding bikes, man. Like, should be fun. It's a design thing. Like, I think you yeah. have that um, that perspective. You know, it's kind of like my buddy Richard from Sticker. You know, it's like, yeah. like, why do we have to all ride the same? No, we don't. You just put some stickers on there and totally change the way it looks, and 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 it looks cool. Then you're like, he's and it's so rad too. Like, he, he does amazing things. It's like for my design world, I'm like, dude, his stuff is like, he's crushing it with that. Like, it makes yeah. it really unique, awesome, super custom bike. Like just buy a sticker set from him yeah yeah i mean like to get your bike painted a, a decent paint place is more than likely going to cost you at least a thousand dollars yeah like i asked yeah. technar about it and it's about yeah it starts at like a grand yeah and that's like if you just want some like basic freaking like single color you, mm -hmm. you know what i mean like um and uh for buying some stickers you can totally change the way your bike looks for like a couple hundred bucks yeah or for like 50 bucks you can just be like oh i want the down tube and the forks and that's it you know mm. or like if you want to go all out and put your shock on there or your some something on your, your rims it's still like i don't know like 300 dollars. I, I don't know what it, like the full retail is <laughs> that's the downside of always getting the buddy deal <laughs> yeah. you don't really know yeah yeah, yeah, but uh, but at the end of the day, I know it's not a thousand dollars, and I know it's not five hundred dollars. You know, so it's like, I know there's some some differences in what you pay as far as like how much design you want and blah 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 materials and stuff like that. So that's why I don't want to like tell everybody this is exactly how much it costs. No, you hit him up, and he'll get you a quote. But what I'm getting at is like, yeah, you can make your bike like super individual, you know, and to me. I don't know. I just like that. I like mine not to look like the other, you know, 10,000 freaking Bronsons that are running around Northern California right now, you know? Yeah. Plus it's like, it's still our toys, you know, like we're still like, I mean, you get on a bike, you're a kid again, and this is just your kind of really expensive, cool toy. That's your own yeah. thing. So if you can do a little bit, even if it's a couple hundred bucks, it's still only a couple hundred bucks. Right. And you yeah. can customize it and make it super rad. And it's yours even more so. Yeah. And then, I don't know. There's still a whole weird nerd thing where like you, you want to dork out and be like, Oh yeah. all these people were asking about my bike or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is my unique cu custom creation. Yeah. And I kind of took whatever was off the shelf and made it more so, you know? Yeah. So you said you started riding mountain bikes in the late nineties. You, you're probably pretty close. In, how, how old are you? I uh, just turned 47. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. We're right around the same age. I, I'm 44. And I mean, back when we were kids, BMX tires were they like you could get all kinds of colors. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I, that, that's the idea for all this is from BMX being a great kid growing up riding BMX. You know, yeah, 
It was like, oh, dude, so and so got a blue, got blue tires or red tires mm -hmm. or like they would mix them up. And so, um, I don't know if this is like something you had planned for the future or not. But do you have other like kind of color design ideas for? We did the full yeah that this shirt right is like we did full yellow ones and I did them. I released them April first of last year and I I like we did a pink bike thing and called it uh you know they they do a roundup of all the the jo April Fool's jokes. I call it recycled roadie, recycled roadie Jersey rubber. And I, I was uh -huh. like, I made a full thing and like said that we, we recycled all the tour de France jerseys and like oh, washed yeah, yeah. all the drugs out of them and then put it on our tires. And, <laughs> nice. Um, so but, I mean, you guys could do like stripes or you could like, you could do know, a lot of a stuff, right? snake like, on it or, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of shit you could do. Yeah. You have to like, so if you look in the BMX world, they do a lot more of that. You can like die cut kind of general shapes and do it, um, uh -huh. which I'm not sure if I'll go that far. Like I, we have to figure out, because even with the splatter, right? Like it's, it's I don't see necessarily doing splatter being the differentiator in five or 10 years. Yeah. Then it's going to kind of already be in there. So there's some other ideas we have as far as yeah. other things we can do. Um, uh -huh. There's some rad stuff you can do too, even just, kind of different things a lot of it is i have to it's it's just the minimums like i can't go yeah. crazy with it and make all these random things for them to do right. a low minimum order like you have to have distributors or a solid enough customer base to, yeah. to buy up your tires yeah i think we're just like kind of like shooting around ideas or talking you know like i mean you could change the sidewall colors and that would be right yeah. you yeah, know you do, like, yeah there's a lot of that you can do for sure yeah 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 that i i feel like I feel like you're on to something, you know what I mean? Like, like, obviously you're selling some tires. You're, you guys have been, you've been at it for a minute. You know, you're, you're, I'm assuming your, your sales are going up every month. Yeah. Even like, I mean, even this month has been really good. And it's like, you know, the only the Southern part of the United States are riding bikes right now. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people buying and it's rad. It's just, it's cool. There's still more people like, oh, I never, you know, I never heard of you guys. Or like, I was just at bootleg last weekend. And one dude, before I even unpacked the van, came about a set of tires. Like, I wanted to check these out forever. Like, I can't believe you're here. And then there's, but at the same time, there's people who came by later in the day. Like, what's this? I never heard of it. I'm like, yeah, I've been around for almost two years and you've never heard of our brand. But it's yeah. just getting out there and getting people to feel it. And then you, you have to get them to trust that you know a you can trust the tires and you you can give it a shot and like i said most people say they felt like their old ones they were riding they roll faster and they're you know they, they hold air longer those are the main comments what, from people going from other brands what do you think the reason of the holding air longer is that's something with the factory so they have um they have a layer in there that um it's it's almost like an inner tube combined with a, a woven mesh a beetle uh -huh. rubber impregnated mesh so it's like it holds air in super good which is mm -hmm. pretty rad like yeah. so pumping you like you you tubeless you pump it up once a month right like like people are like, oh yeah i didn't even i don't even bring my pump anymore because i know that it's going to be pretty much on where it was when i left like you still check it all the time and you're like oh dude I've, it's the same where it's lost a half a pound in a yeah, week yeah 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 right on man well, dude, we're almost at two hours right now. So that's um, crazy. I, really, I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> yeah. But most people say that. I I can't tell you how many people on this show beforehand were like, there's no way we're gonna talk that long. And um it's easy, man, when you're talking about when like you're you have a passion about something, right? Yeah. So like in your case, it's your company, or like in some cases, it's just people we're just talking about mountain bikes. We all like mountain bikes, you know. So yeah. it's 
it's super simple to just to talk about that stuff is um anything that you feel like we didn't touch base on that you wanted to mention about your tires or um yeah i mean the main just you know like we're the tires ride good it's ride around company uh you know we have the different sizes we have more coming in you know so a lot of people are like oh you have the 275s now i wanted them before like they're mostly in stock now um and we're just going to keep plugging away and keep you know making good tires like that like i said the vast majority of people that ride them are super stoked on them and you know, there's one dude that bought some at sedona and just and he's bought three sets since yeah like dude i sent him a t-shirt I'm like you've bought four sets of tires in two months yeah. like you deserve a free t-shirt so <laughs> yeah actually when you said that in my mind i was like well sedona, sedona was in the spring and i was like no wait it wasn't it was in november yeah <laughs> so it's kind of rad man. like and it's like it says people just like they're telling their friends and like check these out and like that's what helps a lot that's is is the word of mouth and yeah and that means a lot to me even just as like a normal bike rider designer it is like I still get stoked when I get, you know, when I, the thing pops up, you have a new review on your tires and people are stoked on it. It's like, rad, like, yeah. you know, just, I don't know. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to do it, trying to 100%. keep going, trying to grow this and do more rad stuff and just. Yeah. You watch YouTube like much. Yeah. So I always ask people at the end of the show, um, what YouTube channels they watch. It doesn't really matter if it's like, basket weaving or like underwater welding or mountain bikes or i just like think it's interesting to hear like what kind of channels people like to watch and sometimes it's something really interesting so so there's one thing i watched just like a couple days ago it was like the history of the cannonball run lamborghini Countach. oh um, nice kind of car guy too it's it's really interesting and like the dude actually shut down the cannonball run because one of the guys bought that car uh -huh. i won't tell you more but it's 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 like a, it's i didn't know it was this long as when i was working but um like I do some car stuff like that, but that's pretty interesting if you're into that. And it goes into the history of the Lamborghini Countach and how it came around. And dude, that was like the sickest car in the world when we were kids, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, they fully talk about that. How that's yeah. like the car, and like yeah, you know, yeah. when you're in the eighties, if you grew up in the eighties, that was like the dream car to have. But it's really it was either that like, or the Testarossa, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Ferrari, right? Oh, dude, yeah, what's weird awesome. though is that the Countach is. They said it's fifty years old this year. It came out in nineteen seventy one. Was that the wow. at the auto show? Oh, I yeah, didn't realize because so the Testarossa was mid '80s, but um, but that was pretty interesting. The, the way they brought it to the country was like some guys bought some random ones and made modifications to make them legal, and then and then Lamborghini was like, "Oh, hey, we can do that," and started importing them. And it's like it's it's worth it. There's some like Vin Wikis or something. Yeah, like, I don't really. I think I watch. It's one of those things where you watch one and it's yeah. like. Uh, I kind of was interested in the one, but I don't need to hear a thousand of them. Or yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. The, what the off-road, Matt's off-road rescue, that dude pops up every once in a while. Yeah. Like, and then obviously like Van Can mountain bike and all the mountain yeah. bike ones, you know, like, but those are the kind of more off the side ones or design yeah. stuff. I thought it was interesting that um, BCPOV got stuck out there and he actually accidentally got helped out by matt's off-road that's, <laughs> that's how small of a world it is though you yeah, know it's right? just like yeah, yeah. it's so, like have you ever heard of a channel called car bros yeah i think so i'll have to send you a link but they did this like one of it's like a friend of a friend that runs that channel yeah and he has this like uh what was that the fiero is the fiero the one that kind of looks like an old old ferrari yeah yeah, yeah. Right. So he has a kit car that's built off of Fiero that's supposed to look like a Ferrari, like some Ferrari. I can't remember which one it is. Right. 
it looks like absolute dog shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So as a joke, they enroll this car as a Ferrari into this fucking car show down in Monterey. It's like the most prestigious yeah. car show the in the world. The elegance. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. So they enroll this car and somehow they don't look at the fucking pictures that they submitted. Because yeah. they submitted the pictures. It looks like shit, right? This car makes it into the show, right? Like, if they print a book of all yeah. the cars that are in the show. And this thing is printed in the book. He gets to the show, and he's, like, pulling in. They did a video of it, right? So they're like, and the guy at the gate's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm here for the show. And they're like, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. Like, here's my papers. Like, oh god, it is oh, hilarious. I have to send you a link. To see, you have to see it if you're in the cars. Yeah, that's like, is... that's the that's the craziest car show in the world. Like, I do I do design work for HRE Wheels, which is like the dudes that like put a Ferrari on their black card. Yeah, and so I get to work with pictures of those kind of cars every once in a while. It's like that yeah. is the car show. They are yeah. SEMA, I guess, but um. Yeah it, yeah, it is like hilarious. Like it's and just the video is kind of long, but if you're into cars and they did a great job with telling the story, and uh I highly recommend it. I'll have to put it in the show more notes for this as well for those of you guys that are listening, and uh that way you guys can check it out as well because it, it's freaking just hilarious to see it, it plan pan out that way. Well, Scott, once again, the, I'll send ahead. you the cannonball one too. And then and yeah. then my friends, like if you're into car stuff, the throttle guys like are, are from friends of mine that uh like they're putting a Tesla motor in a 350Z, like just weird stuff that they're just random dudes that like yeah. decided and they make crazy cars and like yeah, yeah. world around it. So, but it's fun, you know, like it's cool learning different stuff and kind of different things. Yeah, 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 totally, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time that to come and hang out with me and everybody that's that's been hanging out here live. And those of you guys that are listening on the podcast as well, you can go to versustires.com. So it's V-E-R-S-U-S tires.com. Pretty easy. Go check it out. You can see some pictures of what, what we've been talking about. Um, he's got an Instagram and a Facebook and a Twitter. So you can check it all out, out those places as well. And while you're over there at Instagram, or Facebook, give me a follow as well too. It's bike, at BikerB1, just get it, go over there. All you gotta do is push that little button. It says you like it or you follow or you wanna be one of those things. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. If you if you made it this long, you, you, you've got two hours of free entertainment. All I'm asking you for is hitting the <laughs> thumbs up button or subscribe if you, haven't, if you haven't been subscribed already. So that would be rad as well. I really appreciate everybody out there that's that's listening. That's part of my Patreon. If you guys want to want to help me put beer in the fridge or buy new bike parts or whatever it is that's keeping this channel going, swing by Patreon.com. Look up Biker B One K E R and and then help me out. That would be great. It's like I always say this, but it's like you know you go to the bar, you get a beer, and you give that dude a buck for just pouring a beer. And here you are listening to two hours of, of good content every week and. You can throw a dollar at me or five or 10 or whatever you feel like. So I would appreciate any of it. I thank, thank you all, all for being part of that. Those of you guys that are there and those of you guys that are thinking about it, appreciate you for even thinking about it. So anyways, next week we'll be here again. And, and I'll, I'll look forward to seeing all you guys then. If you also get a chance, oh, I almost forgot. I want you to swing by Lab Oster and check out their, their hip pack. I'm telling you, if you've been thinking about using a hip pack, or your hip pack slides off your butt, or you don't want to carry a big old bladder full of water and you just want to throw a bottle or two in your in your hip pack, this is the one to get. 
I'm telling you, it's really worth it. Check it out at labauster.com. It's also in show more as well. I want you guys to remember one thing. If you don't want to buy anything, you want to give anybody any money, you don't want any thumbs up button, just remember it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and be one.